Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. I know. We're there. There we go. Nothing to see here. We're no. all fine here. Yeah. Really. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not here, usually I'm off to the side handling all the techie tech stuff and right. uh, amazing. But So it's just really weird. Flawless. Here. Seamless. Yeah. Flawless. Perfect. Yeah. It was really good. Super professional. Yeah. Well, welcome to Happy Jack's <laughs> RPG podcast. I am not Stu, your host. Uh, I'm Gina. Um, Stu's got the night off because he deserves it once in a while. He's prepping for a party. Mm -hmm. Stu's in fact prepping because that's what he does. Yeah, uh, for All Hallows Eve. Mm, Now that he doesn't over prep for games, he over preps for parties. So this is episode... Yep, uh, season 20, episode 11. There we go. Uh, And we got some people hanging out tonight. Hi, I'm Kurt. Hi, I'm Mary. Hi, I'm not Kurt or Mary, but yeah. yeah, I think I've been around long enough. Hey, and a big hand for Gina stepping up into the, into the into the master seat there. I don't know. Thank do you. we want to applaud her now or later? No. She's flying the TARDIS now. <laughs> there's enough buttons to I push am. to get all this up and running. I mean, it's crazy to get. There's has there, anyone ever said it's bigger on the inside? Uh, not yet. I yeah <laughs> yeah. That's Gina. Gina's bigger on the inside. She's got a big heart. She's got a big brain. She's got a really great soul. She's much, much, much more giving than most of our friends. And she shares her alcohol. That's funny because I always say like my empathy chip is like the TARDIS on in the inside, and it's bigger on the inside. So yeah, we have weird alcohol even tonight. So we're bourboning it up. Uh, We're just a drink what's left over. Well, yeah, I am. You're bourboning prep for the party. Yeah. Well, Stu is sharing some. And I'm drinking Kurt's beer. Kurt brought beer. Nobody's brought beer, I guess, in like three weeks. So I opened up the fridge. There was beer in there, so I took them. Yes, you did. Well, thank you. It, it, I mean, because you're a taker, and and that's the thing. Is yep. You, if if there aren't any takers, no, well, then the givers, givers do? don't have anything right? to give to. Right, and, and they yeah. just sit there, and then you have to throw them out. It's important to have catchers yeah. and pitchers. So, okay, so anyway, <laughs> okay. So in this episode, uh, that was awesome. Isaac from was Texas <laughs> uh, needs some jamming help. Not. Uh, not pitching and catching help, but GMing help, because it's not that show. Uh, it might turn into that show. But uh, Kanguru uh, writes in about overenthusiastic teens, a.k.a. short attention spans, and the impulse to be the first to shoot. Uh, Axel writes in to Stork about social skill roles and min-maxing. Uh, Sam relates so a tale of GMing triumph. <laughs> and Nicholas from Stockholm relates a story of Dying three times in one session. Can I actually see that email in the printout? Actually. I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't oh, okay. Like I don't course, know that we got the stock. It might be on the double side. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't, it would be next week. By the way, uh, Sweden and Scandinavia are just crushing it in the RPG world these days. I mean, it, it is like I think Sweden is on on the verge, on the cusp of taking over RPGs. They have some super good larks. They right board games. They're crushing it. It is amazing. And Scandinavia is basically now quietly, like Scandinavia does, taking over. The whole role-playing game world. That's yeah. just oh, what they do, and, yeah. they're, and they're so beautiful and charismatic and smart. Nobody stops them or argues. No, with them. We have. We actually have a friend. That uh, shit started thirty years ago with Mutant Year Zero. Though, it did. Which was it did. Rad but it's been a slow burn for thirty years. Like yeah. they play the long game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we have a lot of listeners from from Scandinavia. So yeah. 
Your, your plan is working, and thank Slow you for making chat, such great games. Totally not what you guys say, because <laughs> no. I don't know no, what you're saying. Prost. 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 Yeah, don't kill me. Yeah. Prost is German. Uh, yeah, we have a friend from uh, Denmark who is actually a game designer, a board game designer. So um, he yeah. got, got a couple out there that when are. school in Denmark? I actually love Denmark. It's very temperate. Uh, he's got one out that I don't think you can get anymore called uh, Colonies because it was just a limited edition release. But the other one that he's got out right now is called Among Nobles, and it's a, a fascinating card-based game that where you are assembling a family tree of a of a, uh, a, a Renaissance uh, era. Royal family, and it's kind of weird oh, because cool. you can you can set it up in such a way that you have Henry VIII be the son of Elizabeth Tudor, which is a little odd, but it's yeah. just the way that the game runs. But sometimes you need to build an alternate history for the world you're going to write your game in. Yeah, this gives me an idea for a card game, and I'm not going to make it. But the, all of you guys out there listening, got a pencil? Get ready. I want to make a card game where you are all playing royalty, and the cards basically are the inbred uh, genetic problems that you get. <laughs> And so you're, you're playing the Hopsburgs. And, and so be, or, or, or any any of basically Europe, yeah, or it could be any of them. And so and so well, and, and so once you get the dealt these cards, you have to play off those disads every mm. time. Could be flippers, <laughs> could be excessive earwax, you know, whatever it is. And you have to play off the inbred local issue. <laughs> I, I've totally inbred lost the reins. I'm sorry. Yep. The cart is going this down the street. It's starting to be on fire. It's a genius card game if you think yeah. about it. Everybody plays royalty and you have to play your your genetic defects. If you'd like to email us, <laughs> you can email us at happyjacksrpg yeah, at gmail.com. Yep. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Are you taking away my, uh, my stew yes. thing? Yes, Go I for am. it. I then. totally am. Go okay. ahead. No, no. no that's you okay. want, you want a mansplain it to her? <laughs> Done and done. <laughs> well, welcome to Hi. the life of having Here's food. the problem that's happening recently. If yeah. you're a guy and you have to explain something to a woman yeah. for anything, and you could legitimately be explaining something you don't understand, you're mansplaining. You're uh, effed. You, well, you are, because it's... You're, I'm a guy yeah. explaining to a woman, but by definition. But it's not necessarily mansplaining. No, it's not. True. It, it's only mansplaining if yeah. you're being an asshole about it. And it's something she already knows. Yeah. How about manscaping? Let's talk That's about that. Completely <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, Stark. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. Little floral pasty. This became a very places. different yeah. podcast. Waxing, waxing is painful for everybody. Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. I just wanted to say that. That's all I wanted to say. Happy Jacks <laughs> RPG, all one word. You can take it away from there. Same thing on Instagram, Happy Jacks yeah. RPG. And uh, you can watch us live every Friday night at 8 p.m. at happyjacks.org slash live. What's funny is Happy Jacks, all one word, is actually spelled Happy Jacks, all, all one word. No, it's not. Happy Jacks, all one no, word. All over. It is. It's one big, long, one word. Oh, yes. That's... That is true. See, but now I want to go and make that Twitter account. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Happy <laughs> Jacks, A-L-L-O-N-E. Not, not to uh, make this super uncomfortable, but uh, we have you cranked to the max, because I just, going back to some Valley Girl okay. lingo, um, No, they say they can't hear you. Can and hear you are all the way up and thinking okay. maybe your yep, mic there you is, go. yeah. And we're moving mic up. And you so. might need to project, yeah. All right. We hard? were told nipples. So it might need See, to be yeah, closer. I was at nipple level. Maybe yeah. they're sagging a little. I'm getting towards 40. It happens. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not an A-cup either. You're no. very proudly not. Yeah. <laughs> we went right from manscaping to all one word. I'm, I'm going to be the pig tonight. So, okay. so you can blame tonight? me. That's okay. <laughs> I'm 
Sorry. Okay. So uh, anybody wants to send store yeah. some good razors for like totally Or some yeah. rusty ones. Uh, what do you I've, do with a no, hey, let's um let's all be really quiet for a moment and let's let Mary talk because I just want to see if you if you'll bounce and okay, all right. Mary. So we're checking my sound level. It's like my mic actually. Yeah, on. you're super low. Okay. There, it was it's, better. Okay, so when you directed down top towards my boobs. All right, yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, well, <laughs> they just imagine you're a dude. Imagine you imagine you're everybody else, and you talk. You know, eyes here. I, do I need to pretend I'm really short and just look down on everybody around me? Is, is that what needs to happen? Yeah, because you're way low. Okay. Yeah, when I talk, I sound like I'm ridiculously there, yeah, projecting in. No actual contr- extra controls on. No, because no. you're like, you're you yeah, you're bouncing it. So it's just really quiet. So okay. I, I don't know if you can. I could trade spots with Kurt, which this. would completely mess up all the name labels. Uh, but he's loud enough that it would probably work for him to have a quiet mic. Let's life. do it. Okay. Why not? We'll play. So while I do that, I'm going to read an email. Yeah, let's oh, do it. I was going to read that one. Uh, I will okay. read another one but then, also, and you can read that one. I just, while they're switching places, uh, I don't think we even finished the email thing. You oh, can yeah. Watch us All right, on go ahead. Stream at happyjacks.org slash live. Uh, we're on the, the, the Twitches and the YouTube. The Twitches. And all sorts of cool, cool, super cool stuff. Okay. So, first email. Uh, am I, am I here? Away. Can we, people hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, Can it looks a little better, actually, but it's, okay. it's still lower than the rest of us. Okay, that's weird. I'll move it up even higher then. Okay. Um, all right, so GMing help, Isaac from Texas. Uh, I'm Sorry, I can't do a Texas accent. It always goes southern, and I don't want to insult your state that way. Uh, so we will stick with... Stan- <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I'm really good at insulting <laughs> Texas. Um, <laughs> All right, hopefully this subject got your attention. Uh, Moving on now. Hi, Isaac from Texas here in search of advice for a complicated bad guy. I recently had my first session of 5e with a group of three friends. The setting was two cops and a thief are dropped into Dungeons & Dragons equivalent of L5R. The players are a spineless elf wizard who is only a member of the force because of family connections, whether he wants it or not, a gnome fighter with a huge chip on his shoulder because no one takes him seriously, and a halfling rogue who is the local guide for the two cops, i.e. an informant. The first session was great, setting up the world and giving the players an idea of what sort of craziness can happen to them down the road. While in the forest, they found a panda chef who was a wandering storyteller, and he told them that, that he told them a tale of a river fiend who could grant wishes. All right, a panda chef, that's pretty cool. I like that. Actually, yeah. like That's, that's very, I, very wow. Do, do you think, though, it's I, it is. is probably very vegan? Uh, mm, it it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I like the imagery, and yeah, it's wow, and and yeah, it's also um, what's the what's the Jack Black uh, animated series? Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, Kung Fu Panda well, it's right. also, it, yeah, it's also it, they're saying it's an L five R, the Rokugan. Yeah, yeah. So this is the 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 Chinese immigrant chef in the Rokugan. I still I love so, it. Yeah. yeah. Lo and behold, no sooner does the group leave the warm campfire food than they run into a massive fish demon fiend. Uh, complete with top hat vest and windy drawers accent. The demon, Tom by name, said that he was a lover of unique foods and due to his appearance wasn't allowed in the fine dining halls of the big city, but he could grant people their desires in exchange for a favor at a later date. favor to be named later. Dun, dun, dun. He's a demon after all. That's what they do. They have rules. Happy Jacks, my players gave me the greatest gift. They all three asked for something from the demon. Like Gidu. The rogue asked for a map. The gnome asked for healing potions. These aren't very big deals, but still gives me a reason to come back later on. The wizard, however, he asked for courage. Courage. 
I sat dumbfounded as I looked at my player taking all my willpower not to cackle like a fiend. Uh, which, by the way, Mr. Isaac makes you a better person than me because I would have laughed. She gleefully. Has. She, 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 has, she has, trust me. Uh, the demon grinned and gave the wizard a short sword. The player was proficient in them before laughing and vanishing. Here is what the players don't know. So uh, if you're Isaac's players, please stop listening for the next five minutes uh, or just kind of fast forward. And here's where I need your help and insight. Tom is a demon that can eat anything. No matter eating life. People, dreams, hope, emotion in general. He loves the taste of despair as he rips it from the grasp of those he has empowered. Mm. What I don't know is how to make him come back three times. The group knows the danger that he is capable of, but I don't think they fully understand the scope of his ability. Can I just say that this is like the coolest bad guy ever? This is such a neat trope. Bad things happen in threes. And, remember that. And, yes, and it can happen. I mean, it could be fifty years, and he could show up like at your at your granddaughter's Kinsania, yeah. Mitzvah, yeah. Which exactly. actually would be amazing if you can only come up with two times and then like set your game eighty years. Oh in the yeah, future. You're just waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah. <laughs> the gnome wants respect from his peers. I plan on granting that down the road, then having Tom show up and destroy everything he spent the game trying to build, eating the respect that the gnome has built around him. Now I could pull something like this off once, but how can I do it three times over the course of the campaign? I am at a loss because I know they will try and fight the demon and I want to give them a fair fight, but it's a god versus three mortals. I don't want to kill one of them, but I don't want to make them feel totally hopeless either. I'm not sure what to do. Thanks in advance. Isaac from Texas, Straley88 on the forums. P.S. Please bring back L5R. I need more of that wonderful game in my life. Uh, there's plans in the works the for last that. thing first? Yeah, yeah, there's plans for L5R in the works. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who's going to be playing it. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. I volunteer as tribute. It's on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's, I think there, there, are a lot there of might on the be, schedule. uh, there might be Hunger Games. Yeah. For, yeah. If, if there are open spots, because there might not be open spots, but yeah. Hunger it's Games got... inspired L5R? Mm-hmm. Oh, my oh, yeah. Let's there just you go. put it this no, way. <laughs> that would be Battle Royale. Mo- mo- mode is yeah. sunsetting. Something has to take its place. Yes. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, something is. Yeah, um, but that's only every other night. There's something for the other night that is. You're not going to be every night, every Sunday. Right, that's true. Okay, so I actually do have an idea All right. about. Um, so many ideas. Uh, you know how to bring in. You know how to bring it in once for the gnome. Okay, cool. Um, for your second one, your second one is actually your first one. Okay. Your first one is they, whatever it is that the demon is eating. He's doing it surreptitiously. He's doing it from the shadows, and they don't actually find out immediately what it is what it is that's causing their problems. So there's this more of a, a background um, problem that is haunting them, and as that one wanes, and they think they're just getting past it. Then they get into the problem with the gnome and eating the respect and everything like that. So there's two of them for you. And then the third one, it's because once they have encountered the, the, the problem with the gnome, then they'll have realized, oh, that's one, that's two, and they'll be waiting for that other shoe to drop. And you can milk that for a long time, like we just discussed. Uh, and that was my advice, too, which is you don't have to do everything in the next game. I mean, I, I think if you're in this one the long haul, then you just hold on to those cards until an opportunity presents itself. And they will. Something's going to happen. And you're going to go, 
now, now's the time that that guy comes and calls in that debt. I think that you are you have set up a wonderful thing, and I think the players are going to trip themselves up. Let them screw their world. You just hold on to those cards, and you just know that at the time, at the appropriate time. But it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to happen in the next game. If, you, if you're going to do this over a year or two, even six months, if you're playing every week, that's a long time to, to look for opportunities to play that card. Uh, the other thing I was thinking was, I mean, I'm reading this, and I'm like, this guy's Anthony Bourdain. It's really? A, who, yeah, it's Anthony Bourdain. He basically shows up and he's just a dick, and he's you know he's con- he's condescending, and he's uh, so why don't you just you know every town they go to there's like a food fair going on, and somebody's in charge. Because demons can shapeshift, they can change their he could be around, he could be in the background, you know, just pulling the strings. Who's that man in the background? Looks suspiciously like Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bourdain. <laughs> no, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> with the muzzle. It's yeah, kind of dicky, but I kind of really like the idea of just having Anthony Bourdain showing, being at every town. It's like doing a show. Because <laughs> he's, I don't know. I, I, I like Anthony Bourdain's writing style. I actually like Anthony Bourdain's, uh, he doesn't really cook much, but but the guy just strikes me as an absolute regional prick. Oh my god, that's what Sean's oh. doing to us. <laughs> no. That's what Sean's doing to us. No, no, the, the, there was the, the competition where it was the, the making sweets one, but kind of like chopped, but not exactly. Yeah. And the guy just kind of looked like a very gay Lex Luthor. Why? Like, uh, like or, he was or, bald and kind of evil, and he wore a lot of purple button-down shirts. A morgue, like so, what? <laughs> um, and, but he he was running this cooking show, so he was absolutely gleeful about. And now you have to cook with this weird ingredient. Change your recipe halfway through what you're doing. Oh and no, I wish that's, I... that's Elton Brown. No, no, because Elton Brown has hair. <laughs> so does Anthony. Not Bourdain. much. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. No, no, the guy I'm thinking of his head was shaved. And Anthony like, Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain is a suave guy with a cigarette, and he's very much of oh, a yeah. beatnik. Oh yeah, the salt and pepper yeah, 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 hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he's a yeah. great writer, but he just doesn't doesn't just seem like a royal prick. Oh, I think I don't know. yeah, I'm, but he seems amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would model your demon after Anthony Bourdain, and then and then I would say, what would Anthony Bourdain do? If he had to collect, that's, <laughs> that's one of those things we've talked about before. But sometimes, yeah, you you don't think about it within the context of this type of a situation where right. it's like, Dude, this is your big bad. Off. Yeah, this is your big bad. You give him a character, yep. you give him motivations, and and you have a, you have plots for him. He doesn't just. Yeah. Do, I mean, the whole idea about just waiting, holding on those cards is fun. That's great, but but also invest. Some personality into this dude. It already sounds like you have a great starting yeah. card because I really yeah. like what you've got going Definitely. on. Because you've got and the accent, you've got the look. Motivate stuff, dude. He might get desperate at some point. There might be something going on if you if you've concocted a cool enough backstory. Sometimes that stuff can motivate things. It can also jumpstart stories for your characters. Your demon might come up and go, "Yeah, I will give up one of my wishes if you go and kill that dude." Why? Okay. I can't tell you. And that, or yeah. for what, whatever mm-hmm. reason. I mean, there. They, they owe him favors. They call, him favors. You call in the favor. Go right. kill the guy. There are right. certain yeah. things even I can't do or yep. don't want to. Right. Yeah. Or I can't tell you why I, I need him gone, but he needs yeah. to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, there, I mean, you, you've right. set up exactly. this wonderful, wonderful world. Uh, don't, don't cheapen it. <laughs> don't, don't jump the gun too quickly, and don't try to trick your characters into into well. Yes, you can you can trick your characters into it, but don't blatantly set up a what is it a blind trap? Which is aha! It's secretly your it's secretly uh, the person the, the baker you were talking to is secretly the demon, and you're oh, now yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. everything away, and that's yeah. just, that's just douchebaggy. Yeah. So, 
I think whenever he presents himself, the players should know that it's him, or at least suspect that it's him. It's like the guy that's in charge of the of the cook-off. Does he look familiar? Why? Yes, he mm-hmm. does. You have this sinking feeling, and you and you can put it even. You can drop little things in there, like if the demon looks different in every iteration they see him in, then it's sort of the. You just use one particular descriptive term to describe every single one of them, even though they look different. It's like he has a certain twinkle in his eye, or something like he has a he has a knowing smirk, or <laughs> something like. But doesn't matter whether you who all you're describing. Every single time you drop that one little thing in there, and all yeah. eventually figured out. Yeah, yeah. Or you could even just yeah. say because the fact that they owe him favors, they can see his true form, or whatever it is. And don't like don't fish. cheapen it. Too quickly. Don't don't try to resolve this too quickly. Don't don't try to trip your characters up with really really obtuse clues. Let this oh. thing play out and give it some room to breathe. You've set up a wonderful thing, and I think your players are going to be sweating it. They're going to try to come up with great ideas, but listen, yeah. listen to your players and wait for that moment to drop that card. So they'll give it to you. They yeah. will. So I have slightly different advice on this cool. one, okay? Because <laughs> I have this. I have been playing in. World of Darkness Vampire LARP for the last two years, which is all very subtle, messing with people, and we had a plot team that was really good. Not the way I play Vampire, but go ahead. (laughs) But we had a plot team that was really good at getting into your hopes and dreams, and then doing horrible things to you. Mm. Um, Like, Theo, you're probably not listening, but mad props, Theo. You just, God, it was a thing of beauty the way you screwed with my character. Mm. Uh, My character was a Toreador, but just believe me, the most beautiful things that happened were usually because I chose to do something that I knew was stupid and my character didn't. Hmm. Um, But um, first of all, they owe this demon favors. So you're going to call in those favors, and they have to do them or they're going to lose their gift. And if they can't lose the gift because it's used up, they're going to owe the demon something else or something worse. You refuse to do this favor for me? Okay, I'm doubling down. You owe me something bigger now. Mm-hmm. And the demon can call in all kinds of so really horrible things. So you're saying that the things. player character can double down on this? He's like, you know what? I'm not no. going to do this. Maybe. And, now you go, and hold the demon over a barrel? No. Like, okay. The, That's the, actually pretty cool. I mean, think about what I'm saying is if the player, if the demon asks for something low key, Mm -hmm. and the but that will ultimately screw over the players later, Mm -hmm. and the players say no, the demon says you owe me, so I either take your soul now or you owe me something twice as big later. Yeah, just so that way the players up to stakes. Yeah, Yeah. give the players maybe a double or nothing, or say all right, you do this for me, but uh, I'm claiming the soul. I'm claiming the soul that I want. You know, some sort of price. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't realize what it is right away. Um, but the, like, I'm kind of, okay, I'm looking at the one where you're talking about getting the respect of his peers Mm -hmm. and then destroying it. And I really feel like the favor the demon needs to call in on that is he gets the respect of his peers. He does something super heroic for his people. And then the demon comes in and says, screw this up completely in a way they know you did it. You have to now, for me, what you owe me is destroying your own reputation. You have to walk in. You have to screw this up. You have to become a villain with the people who think you are a hero. Mm. Whatever the demon demands. Now, okay, I've been playing very dark games lately. You have, and you're you're uh, you're, you're messing with player agency at that point. No, because they can still tell the demon no. Yeah. But you're treading awfully close. No, this is what... They made a deal with the demon. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know. You made a deal with the demon. Like, if you were stupid enough to make a deal with the demon, which is what they did, then they should be in a dark place, and some really bad things should happen. There are consequences. You ordered Ghost Peppers not 
a banana split. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, like, and, I mean that that was that was a, a, a device oh. used well in uh, a Knight's Tale. Yeah. The movie A Knight's Tale, oh, where, yeah. where where Rosalind uh Rosalind what's it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh Chick gets a DJ in yeah, real life. Uh tells Heath Ledger's character it's like you have to lose. Yeah. If you really love me, you have to yeah. lose. Oh that's right. And here's the other thing. When you build up this relationship with the demon, you can have them realize the demon is bad news. He's already called in one favor that was really bad. But their this ultimate whatever their ultimate goal is, their save the world goal that they walked mm-hmm. in before they were stupid enough to make deals with the demons, maybe they still need to do that. And maybe at some point they're gonna be backed into the corner and the demon who enjoys feasting on despair doesn't want the world destroyed. So maybe he's going to put them in a position where they have to ask for another favor. He also doesn't want them happy and distracted. He's feeding on mm-hmm. their despair and their, yeah. and their frustration. So let the demon watch. Maybe make them give, have the demon give them some things that are small mistakes in their save the world goal. Because I assume since it's kind of D&D-ish, there's probably a save the world goal. Yeah, well, uh, or even, or uh, yeah, even yeah. just this neighborhood. Or yeah, just yeah. Achieve, achieve the quest goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but have put in a roadblock where the demon can help them for a bigger price, because then they already know the demon is bad news. But they're making this deal because everybody agrees we want the world to exist. That's where we keep our stuff. That's where we those eat are, our food. I think those are those are no, but those are the best decisions when you a uh, choices characters make are have consequences right but b when you have people uh when your characters have to make a choice between bad and badder yeah or in which one of those things is it that i think that's awesome yeah right. and, and, the, and the demon's a demon he's gonna yeah. want as much as he can get yeah. if he can up the stakes to make it even worse for them he's yeah. gonna he's but gonna yeah. want to oh yeah. yeah never underestimate the power of worse yeah. but never but, make a deal with a dragon but my point is don't plan now. Yeah. Okay, it's like ketchup. Uh, yeah, and you know how you're going to mess with your gnome. He wants yeah. that respect. So at some point after he's won it, he's going to be forced to destroy it, or maybe the demon's going to assume <gasps> the form of him and like yeah. go in and blow his rep. Something. Well, what? Gen human. A, that was a big reaction. Yeah, no. Gen human said, "Do this favor." You say no? Okay, fine. And suddenly, the main cheerleader of the party has a kid who passes from mysterious circumstances. And it's then like, it says, and then the demon comes back with a bigger favor. And yeah. if they say no again, another helpless NPC ends up. Oh, it's very much like a mob oh, yeah. boss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a stall yeah. in my shoe. Yeah, yeah. it's very much a, yeah. a player. Yeah. You can play your demon however you want, but they're very manipulative and they have a lot of connections. Yep. Now that, yeah, like that's a, a mob boss. But yeah. also, you know how you if want to screw with your gnome? Wait and yeah. see what the other ones value in play. Don't mm-hmm. play on the other. You, for the gnome, you've got a long game. It's going to take you a couple of months to get there, probably. Because yep. yep. you want him to have that solid reputation before it gets destroyed, either because the demon just takes it from mm-hmm. him or the demon says, I'm calling in my favor, go destroy your rep. Um, through, you know, go, go do this horrible thing that's going to destroy your rep. Um, Rogue asked for a map. The map changes. Ooh. Like, Ooh. reading the map, yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. And it's telling you to go, you know, oh, I need, we need to go here. And there's a little thing on the map that says, don't go here, here there be dangers, or dragons, or whatever. And oh 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 look those those paths cross. And I could I would have made it even worse. Every time you need to read the map, you need to skin a person. Oh heck, 
skin person. No, no. He, here be and that's where the map. Here be dragons. This is dangerous. Don't go here. It's actually exactly where they need to go because it's dangerous, and they need to fix the problem there. Um, here, here's the here's the thing that that. But occurred. but yeah, ultimately, my advice, my advice though, I, I won't finish no, this go, one. Go, go. Okay, is mess with them low key. Now, like I said, my advice, I'm going kind of really off the dark end. Your players are probably going to need a victory. It like have some a couple victories that don't get corrupted by the demon or it becomes like this like Game of Thrones horrible grind where no one's ever happy. And for me personally, I can't actually play that. Um, so they do have to have a few victories in there here and there, but have it planned where the demon is going to give them those really hard moral choices. Yeah. Because if the demon feeds off of despair, oh shoot, you know what? Watch Madoka Magica. It, oh god, yeah. Watch Madoka Magica. It's an anime. It's about 11-year-old girls who want to be magical girls. Get to the end of the third episode before you tell me no, it's not your thing. Yeah. Like uh, or just start at the end of the third episode. Uh, or start with the third episode because the other parts yeah. are like if you kind of know the tropes and stuff it builds to yeah. it. Start with the third episode. But if you want like corrupt a wish darkness where they think they're doing the right thing, watch Madoka Magica and that'll give spoilers. you spoilers. Really good idea. Hey, I'm not saying what what it is. Just like it goes dark, beautiful places. Interesting. The demon does not only eat despair. He eats anything. People, dreams, hopes, emotion in general. He just happens to love the taste of despair as he rips it from Ooh. the grasp of those he has empowered. Low key, the more they work for the demon, the less they dream. Literally, the less they dream. Their dreams start shrinking in around the edges. See, Mary's running with this. This is her game. <laughs> Here's, here's my thought on this. Is, uh, however you want to roll this out, it's going to be really fun if you just wait for a few, like, do a few dungeon crawls, let them follow another quest or whatever, before you first hit hit, yeah. hit them with the first demon um, yes. um, uh, call-in, right? Like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, now we're changing. That's going to be cool, because they're going to they're gonna think it was a one-off, they're not going to pay any attention to it. And when you nail them the first time, they're going to be astonished. And then they're going to be wary. And then you can start bringing in this stuff. But I think that letting it play out, letting letting it just just waiting, waiting for that moment and dropping it is going to pay off in huge dividends. Heck, the first one have this be something where they actually do something heroic. That right. side effect, and they're going to and they're going to forget that they made these. They're going to think that it was just like a eh, whatever. And and if you just mm-hmm. if you just yeah. wait for that payoff, it's going to f with their world. It's going to be awesome. Their, their first thing is to save a food festival. <laughs> <laughs> Completely heroic. <laughs> Take your time on this, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You've, you've and got like I said, just wait. And and she has some great ideas on how to make these things and how to manipulate it and how to play a demon. Yeah, if you ask for me on the forums, other people will actually read and remind me to check the forums. But I'm so bad at checking the forums on my own. But yeah, if you ask, are you me on the forums? Me, do you have a yeah, thing? yeah? You've messaged me through the forums. I, I saw it like I'm, three months I'm late. Just, I'm saying that by prefacing by saying you could probably direct message her if you really want to talk to her about you, something oh, cool. Your usual demons. handle. Yeah, my usual handle. So um, cool. it, it's under Rosalind Dew on the forums. And but yeah, if people remind me to check the forums, I might even develop the habit of checking the forums. Who knows? Maybe. Oh, you got props for the magical. Uh, Madoka Magica. Yeah. yeah, Magical Madoka. Yeah. Um, and Vampire54 says to eventually balance the evil, give the party the choice of the good, but the good choice is always harder. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Demons don't ever give you a, a good choice, and, they, and the choice that seems best is always. There's still yeah. barbs. Yeah, there's the personal sacrifice, and also yeah. have it set up so that. I mean, you're in an L5R setting, so it doesn't quite scale the same way. I'm still thinking D&D because you've got a gnome wizard and all that. Um, but have them get to the point where maybe they could realistically challenge him and take him down. But don't give well, him that's that. Well, that's the end game. Yeah. yeah that, the, that's the, the end, end game. The end game is to actually like, win free from the demon's control yeah. and you know, however that happens. 
Yeah, so it's like, even better if you call in his father or whatever. It's like, you know, oh, you've been a naughty boy, and now, yeah. yeah. Actually, as, as a side quest, endgame quest, they actually do find the mystical artifact that will let them... Bind him? Yeah, that, that, or, or will damage him or, yeah. or whatever. Um, as, as a side quest thing. So you have you have chance for a beautiful, complicated I mean, plot. The be- the I'm a little bit jealous, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> you recognize this bell? Yes. If I ring this, your father shows up. Yes. Do you want me to tell your father what a naughty boy you've been? No. <laughs> I think that... <laughs> all of these bargains that you've made are null and void. Don't you agree? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. And that's how you can tell Stork is Now, for some reason, I just had uh, a demon as uh, Rick Mayall, Lord Flashheart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that, that segues awesome. into one of these okay. emails. Is it the next go. one? Yeah, here we go. Uh, over enthusiastic teens, aka short attention spans, and the impulse to be first to shoot from Kanguru. Greetings and salivations, cuties. <laughs> Simple as best. Longtime listener, rada rada, all that shite, blah 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 forums. Australian, so obligatory cuties. Long-time resident of the UK, so obligatory fucking cutie bollocks. F- fucking cutie bollocks? It Does works. that work? That, that works. That's okay. my next band. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be bloody buggery bollocks. That's my favorite. Oh, um, I hear bloody, bloody buggery really? bollocks is playing the Gobi stage at uh, That's Coachella my, next one year. of my swears. <laughs> uh, let's cut to the chase. Recently, I've welcomed my stepson into our regular gaming group. Woo! New gamer! For context, there was a bit of trepidation as I do so enjoy cutieing around with dark themes in my campaign, sprinkled lightly with Python-esque silliness for contrast. Uh, uh, this is Kangaroo on the forums, and having read most of your posts, yeah, yeah that shocked. Shocked, I tell you. I, I, I'm gonna shocked I that know. this is your nature. Really, we're gonna do, we're gonna do the. This is this. This is the box text on the side. Right. Um, oh, I bet he's. Not, I bet he could give lots of advice yeah. to our last listener about how to go dark. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really saying cuties. It's. Uh, uh, it's. It. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just. I've seen no, the fact that he's going Python esque. Yeah, I've no, seen. I know. I know kangaroo's I'm just, I'm personality. Cutie out for a for a word. Yeah. Um, that I personally say in my personal life, but you know. There we go. Um, think the young ones as gru- as a group of adventurers moving through a fantasy version of David Lynch's Twin Peaks. I love the young ones. You guys, did you guys ever watch the young ones? It was on MTV uh, back in the day. In my formative oh. years. Okay, so I, so yeah. Back when I have long hair, I do a devastating Neil. <laughs> Neil was the hip. You oh. could totally be Neil. Totally. Nigel um, Plant. Michael? You need a Halloween costume yeah. tomorrow. Oh, great. The lentils are spilled on the ground. Oh. <laughs> and then cut, Neil, cut, you total cut to, the, cut to the, the puppet, the rat puppet right. doing that. Yeah. Don't be all heavy and, and cool, man. Obviously, cut to madness doing yeah, right, right, in right, the right. living room. They even yeah. had Lenny, Motorhead, they did yeah. their thing. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a really cool, weird, cool show. I loved it. Yeah. Those were formative years for me. I think they imprinted on me heavily. So I'm I think I'm going to do Neil next next Halloween. Mind. I'm going to be Neil for Halloween. Nobody's going to get it. You should. So by Halloween you mean the party tomorrow? Cool, man. What what say? <laughs> See, and I would want to Shut be, up and tell you the answer. I would totally want to be Vivian. Yeah, like, I can I, totally I, see in that. In my heart, I would want to be uh Rick aka Prick, but I, you know, 
I, nobody can Gal replace Rick, Rick Mail. Mail. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. Sorry, that was a total tangent. It really was. Anyway, it was right? a big tangent. Young ones. Okay. Young, young ones. ones. Look it up. Picture young ones as a group of adventurers moving through a fantasy version of David Lynch's Twin Peaks. So yeah, mature themes with smarmy postmodern deconstructionism, aka bullshit, aka the greatest gift for a GM to acquire is what I like to call the "I'm amazing at playing pool when I'm drunk" confidence trick. That's when you're actually shite at playing pool and can barely see the multicolored blobs on the moving sea of green felt because alcohol. But when you fluke an amazing shot, you proudly proclaim you planned it all along. Uh, so we've had, yeah, I know. <laughs> so we've had to dial down some of the themes to accommodate that or spend the next two hours as group explaining why and how and when you're an adult you'll come to understand etc (laughs) (laughs) sorry i said etc uh every time things get a bit self-referential or morally ambiguous it's all one word i Mm -hmm. like that morally ambiguous it is but hey that's not really a problem what is problematic at times is something far more basic and i imagine common when introducing new players to the hobby players. Thus it is perhaps worthy of discussion. Drunken consideration and several flame wars on the forum. <laughs> Only if you start them. Mm-hmm. Marshmallows. Right. Delicious flame wars. Mm. Um, let's set the scene. GM, your party enters the dark cavern and see insert description replete with details evoking the senses and setting the tone as per Stu's excellent advice from this equally excellent but short-lived GM briefing except about 10 words after and see we get GM verborum verborum coetis interrupts us I have the other words I didn't I uh, verborum is new to me it's coitus by the way yeah coitus interrupt us yes with Teenage new player. I hit it. I hit it now. <laughs> I hit it now. I want to open it. Somebody already was. It's freaking Veruca Salt. Yeah, no, it is. I want to open it, and I want it now. Yes. Father, give Daddy, me Daddy, I want to just lay the golden egg. I want to get it now. I mean, I feel that really well. Like, as soon as the word furry is said, I usually decide that NPC should die. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, I hit it. I hit it now. Now, this adds credence to my theory that most bad recollections of early RPGs and murder hoboing is most likely a function of time and maturity rather than predisposition in the games themselves. When we were 15, we were all arseholes uh, to one degree or another. And that memories of gaming nightmares past are more products of this unfortunate phase in growing up than some nebulous, the bad old days of RPGs past. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a very locutious way of saying, yeah, we think back yeah. fondly on our asshole days, and yet, yep. uh, so you can't begrudge a, a kid for doing it, too. No. It's just some people, you know. It was dumb, stupid. Don't. We were dumb. We were idiots. We didn't dumb, know any better. He needed the money. It yep. was last week. <laughs> uh, it's similar to the fact that I cannot, to this day, eat Nutri-Grain. 
a crispy malty breakfast cereal. Everything in Australia is malty, by the way. Right? Well, yeah, because they have Vegemite. That's and then what I'm saying. There's the Marmite and, actually, and, and in New Zealand. You know what? And we, they are delicious. Oh, yeah. They still have Vegemite. Yeah. They are delicious when used correctly. Yes. yes. Yeah, they are. It turns out Americans like to slather the thing on it. And even Australians are like, why would you do that? No, no, it's a... Yeah. It's just a little less bit than your pinky fingernails yeah. worth on yeah. a piece of bread yeah. <laughs> no, with butter. I, I with butter, yes. Yeah, no, I eat marmite with a spoon. Delicious. Marmite's different though. Marmite is delicious. Marmite is different from Vegemite, and and it's no, certainly it's it, it certainly kept them from having to to like get rid of all the sludge that they dug out of all the breweries, and well, they the, could sell it to the public. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Carry on. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, because it was my so favorite breakfast. But because it was my favorite. Where yeah. is it? Second line. Way up here. Okay, okay, cool. I thought it was farther. Uh, because it was my favorite breakfast cereal. Breakfast ages fourteen to seventeen. I had it every morning, but by the time I was eighteen, I just got sick of it. Yeah. The point being that there is nothing intrinsically wrong with Nutrigrain except my experience of it. Objectively, it's still a tasty cereal. After all, I ate it every day for three years. And if someone out there likes it, then all power to you, carry on, and just don't offer me any. But I digress. Get back to the question, cutie. So how do I avoid giving into my baser instinct is dealing in dealing with this? We all know, as adults, that shouting loudest and quickest doesn't give you any advantage. Well, well you haven't been in America recently, but carry <laughs> in on. In a TTRPG. Because you still have to roll initiative, and it's up to the dice. <laughs> dice don't listen. That's, that's the no, they don't. line, actually, yeah. Dice <laughs> don't have memory or, yeah, yeah feels. Luck is um, probability taken personally. Nice. After all, dice, cards, etc. tend to determine initiative, and after all, it's a table of humans who can easily pause, take a collective breath, assess, and consider their next action, all while hopefully immersing themselves in the ambience of the scene vis-a-vis the GM's descriptive exposition. Baser instinct is to revert to type and be 15 again by responding like, a 15-year-old GM and creating ne- negative consequences for impulsive, ill-considered actions. Boy, I really wish Ex- I hadn't brought up that analogy earlier because it sounds <laughs> it's really apt. There we go. 15-year-old GM. Right. So, as you charge forward, you stumble into the crevasse before the guarded altar. Roll a dex check to avoid falling to your death. What do you mean, what crevasse? Insert 15-year-old peevish tone comic book guy voice. I can do that. Okay, do it. Well, if you'd let me finish describing the cavern, you would have known about it and it shouted out uh, and you wanted to attack the guards, so... That's obviously and totally a shitty dick cutie of a move. Personally, I prefer the BF Skinner style of modifying behavior by offering Skinner. He's bringing Skinner in. You, you, work, you work in the psych field, I can tell. Yeah. He's a smart boy. Yeah. Um, by Nature versus nurture. Yeah, okay. Positive reinforcement for desired behaviors and avoiding negative reinforcement of negative behavior because it just works better. It actually should be read in the comic book voice as well. Oh, okay. Uh, personally, I prefer to be a Skinner style of modifying behavior. <laughs> By uh, offering positive reinforcement for desired behaviors and avoiding negative reinforcement with negative behavior because it just works better. Besides, I'm an adult and I'm not a shite cutie. Just a regular cutie. For some reason, your voice does that and my ear holes just go... That's the point of that voice. But I also feel that any time... 
uh, Kangaroo writes in, uh, Stork needs to read his emails in that accent in the future. It's Kangaroo, okay. by the way. Yeah, because, oh, oh, I was actually. close. Um, because that just fits the verbiage of the email very nicely. Good good accent for the word choices. Comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, totally stole it. Are okay. there like Which two I more think sentences? Is Harry yep. Okay, here uh, we go. Uh, yes. uh, no. So, how Azaria. can Azaria. we curb or at least mediate this enthusiasm without destroying the enthusiasm for the game itself? Uh, and that's the end of his. And, and, and then noticed, and there's footnotes, yes. Yeah, yeah. and then I've we hit footnotes and. Yes. Footnote the first. A common trend among some, not all, older players whose experience of RPGs has been mainly computer game based especially if they've played real-time rather than turn-based CRPGs, uh, where having the player react first is crucial in increasing the odds for survival. Hold I on to that. With them on that point. Hold on yeah. to that thought. Yeah. Hold yeah. on to that thought. That's a good point. Cool. Yeah. And then another uh, That, that footnote refers to a PS, though, so it makes <laughs> oh. more sense if you... Yeah, we found it. We had to go hunting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a truly vapid British reality show populated by the dumbest vein, empty-headed, and most annoyingly... Uh, cutie cutes. Cutie, cutie, cutest cutie toots of all cutedom. Of all ponydom. Cheers! And that's, uh, that's the young ones. He's trying to define the young ones, yeah? Yeah. yeah. No, the only way is Exus. Oh. Essex. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Kangaroo on the forum. It's a kangaroo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else want to read the PSs? I read a lot. Uh, I can take the top Please yes. Um, as an aside, the murder hoboing, I have great faith, will pass with time and gentle mentoring. I may be 50 now, but still remember being 15, who didn't want to watch the world burn sometimes when they were 15. Oh, oh, yeah. Even at 50, late at night, when watching another advert for The Only Way is Essex, the vapid TV show mentioned in the footnote we read before at the PS. Right. Um, haunts the telly. I entertain fantasies of being locked in a room with the cast, a large warhammer, and five-minute... Total exception from all penalties of the law. Uh, PPS, I may actually have cut and pasted previous PS from the main body just so I could add the mandatory PS as well as the mandatory PPS. That would explain the. Uh, the That's yeah. why the. Okay. Right. Yes. Because and those were little notes that yeah. I didn't yes. see. Yeah, they, yeah. they placed themselves oddly yes. during cut and paste. And Stork, you need to read the last one. Okay. <laughs> Mongoose Traveler does have a magic system. So anybody who wants that little sound bite for their phone, there you go. <laughs> Please read the attached file and repeat this yeah. sentence. <laughs> this, uh, sentence. <laughs> this sentence. This <laughs> sentence. This sentence. Sorry. All right. So back to the problem, which is being impatient to kill things. First of all, I feel you because some nights when we encounter things, I'm kind of like, can, can we just kill it, please? I want to roll for initiative and have a very slow, dull session while we all forget how to do our combat moves. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes stop talking to my experience points. Yeah. I mean, we all have days like that where that is where we are at. Yeah. Um, however, if the problem is that you don't get to finish your descriptions, there's... Uh, well, first of all, sometimes if the kid doesn't listen, maybe instead of saying, okay, you have to roll for this... You might just narratively say you start to charge forward, but then realize that you uh, had initially missed the continue your description. So you have acknowledged their desire to kill, but you fill it in a little bit more so they can decide to kill by picking up the antique chair instead of by throwing the vase next to them. You know, make sure they're fully aware what their attack options are. Kind of phrase it in those terms to cater to that, but still let you describe. The other choice is don't tell them what's in the room to attack until the end of your description. You walk into this space you describe it and stand at the very end and standing in the middle of the room is 
the thing they can actually attack. So that if he attacks before that, he's attacking furniture. Which again, I feel that there are some nights where that is absolutely what you want to yeah, do. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Mary zeroed in exactly what I was going to say. My piece of advice for you is, is, is wait to the very end to describe what the big bad is. Describe the world. Describe everything that's going to happen when they first walk in. Yep. And then explain who the, who the enemy is. Because at that point, I mean, you can explain, you know, it looks like there might be traps, or look like there, and then say, and outstanding on the day is, is Dr. Douche. I, I, uh, did you say there were traps? Douche. What was that thing about traps? Yeah. And, and now they might have boss. And uh, to, to his credit, because, you know, dude, I, you've outed yourself. We know you work in psych. You, you, know, you know how to deal with yeah. your stepson. You yeah. know what the problem is, and, and you've acknowledged it, and you were celebrating it. I, I think the deeper problem is, you're dealing with the demons in yourself, which is you really want to light the thing on fire sometimes. You really want that 15-year-old kid to have that moment where you light the thing on fire and just attack it. And yet, there's still the game that has to be played with the other adults. That I can't solve that for you, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could, you could, you can feed Physician that 15-year-old boy, right? right? <laughs> you, can, you can give that 15-year-old boy some things to hit now and again, but for the most part, I mean, you're playing two different games and trying to cater to both you're going to have to find a happy medium or train the kid to just be patient <laughs> or, or throw him an orc or two and let everybody else can, yeah, can, can talk. Yeah, because I was going to say, sometimes you got to work that shit out. Like, We're dealing with a big age difference. And you also, here's the yeah. other thing, and the other elephant in the room is that you don't want to scare the kid off from role-playing games. You don't want to make this so intellectual and so talky yeah. that he gets bored and goes back up and plays Xbox. You don't want that to happen. So you want to keep him there. You want to keep his interest, and you want to throw him a bone. But but how do you do that without you, you pissing don't off get, your other players? Don't get too florid in your in your description. You, you florid, in, florid. You walk into the room. Yeah. There's yeah. an original. Put in water to keep our teeth from falling out. No, that's no. fluorine or fluoride. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> so you yeah. walk into the room. Colorfully descriptive. Yeah, yeah, purple prose. Yeah. Purple prose. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, you walk into the room. There's an original Caravaggio taking up all of the entirety of one wall, and on the other wall there are various sconces with various. Uh, and at the far end of the room, you can sort of make out a ornate throne on a dais, but none of that really matters because there's a 15 foot tall ogre right in the middle of the room. Again, Mary's Mary's apt description, which exactly. is way to oh, the yeah. very end. Yeah. Um, the other thing to consider, uh, having never sat down at your table, is try timing yourself when you're giving a room description. Because um, one of the GMs I'm playing under right now, uh, he was a theater major, and occasionally he forgets, and he activates his monologue skill instead of his storyteller skill. Yeah, uh, We had a session where we had it felt like about half an hour of detailed description of this party room where he told us about the drapes and the paintings and the costumes of everybody uh-huh. there, but didn't actually give us a single hook to act on. So right, when so he got to the door. end of that, he's like, and what do you do? And we're like, I finish walking down the stairs? Yeah. Um, it was, well, it, Seriously, it was so, a 35, maybe 45 minute description of a room. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we didn't Even retain... I'm not that bad. Yeah. So do... Give yourself a check, uh, especially if you are actually reading text you wrote out. Maybe even grab your camera, film yourself doing it, and then try to watch it with a critical eye to see if there's something you can do to improve your performance on presenting that information. Um, And that goes for any GM, actually. Like, at some point, set up your phone, film yourself covering room description. See how long you spend on it. Because sometimes it's great in your head, and it comes out of your mouth all wrong. 
give it a test um, and just see if maybe you actually are giving the few too many details. Maybe they don't need to know the color of the tiles if that's where you're going. Well, yeah. And I'm not saying you are, but check yourself on that just to see if maybe you have fallen into getting a little too verbally cinematic. It's hard to balance sometimes, but there is a, a balance and you just have to read the table too mm -hmm. between being descriptive enough so that people know that they can engage and interact with the things in the room and not just boring people like you're reading a ton of box text. And then the other thing I'm, I was thinking about is maybe regardless, if you are descriptive, which I think most people are gonna prefer so that they can engage with the elements, um, you run the risk sometimes of people thinking, oh, they're describing these things because they're important. Do you remember yeah. that story yeah. about the, the picture of the woman with the flowers in the room? And there was a, it wasn't a lich, was it a vampire? I, th I, I think a, it was a... Or was it a lich? I think it was a lich. Yeah. Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? That letter where the person was like, they were like, I ran back to the room and I take the portrait. You never loved her. Right, right, you know? right. Was, but uh, also that's awesome. It yeah. is. <laughs> so it cares. is. It is. Yeah. Whether it was whether they Whether it was planned or not, the person yeah. rolled with it. But barring interruptions, no room should take longer than no. five minutes to describe. You guys are latching on his whole time thing. I think he's aware yeah. of that. I think okay. I, I okay. think the bigger issue, if we if you want to pull out of the mm -hmm. whole macro or the micro, micro stuff, the bigger issue is he's trying to balance this for a fifteen year old new time gamer, and he's and he's he's running into the thing that we all do, which is my kid is playing with me, and I want him to be excited about this hobby that I love, mm -hmm. but he's playing with my mates, and I want them to still be engaged too, yeah. and and. Therein lies a lot of pitfalls. So whether it's your girlfriend, which is you know, uh, it's it's Gina the Unkillable, <laughs> or, or your your kid, which That's is awesome. oh, it's it's Zachary the uh, the uh, ha every magic weapon collector uh, uh, of all, or or whether, uh, you run into these things, which is you you are trying to bring your child, your prodigy, your friend, your, your girlfriend, uh, somebody you care about into this, and you don't want to, and you it it is it's hard. And you find yourself, and Kangaroo is very self-aware, more self-aware, I think, than most people. Oh, I'm and sure. he's probably second-guessing yeah. every turn he's making here. Uh, the only advice I can give you is let your kid discover this game on his own merits. And here's the thing, because you guys have been playing this game, and yeah. Jim talks about this all the time. Yeah. Um, he's seen how this game plays. He's seen the pluses and minuses. He's seen you guys game. He's seen the beauty of it. He wants to now join in. Don't insult this intelligence. Don't don't soft lowball, softball, soft, soft pitch. Don't 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 love softballs. Yeah, don't love yeah, don't love softballs mm -hmm. at him. Um, yeah. Monitor yeah. your behavior. Monitor your language. But you know what? Treat Or don't monitor your language. I, I get it. I get it. He does want to kill things first time off. And as you say, that's going to pass. But Give him challenging things to do. Yeah. Give him intellectual things to do. Don't just dismiss this as a phase. Give him, you know. I, I think I think he's got a, that a, absolutely. He, I know he does. And yeah. he, really, what he said to us, I, there's no advice I can give him that he doesn't already know. He's setting us up to just be arseholes. Yeah. Well, I know I'm going to hear about yeah. this on the forum. Well, it, honestly, this is what you have anytime you have a gaming group with mixed goals. Yeah. Mixed interests, yep. and yeah, yeah. I'm in some of those gaming groups where some people yeah. would much rather murder hobo than have a morally ambiguous situation to deal with. Right, um, and, and you just, also don't want your kid to piss off your friends. Or sometimes you do. <laughs> I mean, or maybe yeah. 
don't know. It's a. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, to me, that's the bigger picture of this mm-hmm. email. No, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. And that's what I, I. I don't know. I guess that's what I meant earlier when I said sometimes you have to let them go through mm-hmm. it. But it's like you can also mix up your sessions. Maybe put in a small chance to murder hobo, you know, and on a cliffhanger, even small chance to murder hobo, so he gets that as that first shot, and then move on to a more complicated situation. Because it might also be as a new player, he doesn't know how to engage with those more complicated situations. You don't get them in video games. Your choice is, you know, kill something or buy some swords or steal all the books in Skyrim. I mean, that was the point you wanted to make earlier. Yeah. About about uh, video games in, in yeah. informing uh, people's role playing. Yeah, well, and, and, I mean, not just informing the role playing because there are very set decisions that are allowed, like Mary mentioned, but um, in real time uh, video games, uh, especially MMOs, you've got um, a getting that first strike uh, in can mean the difference in yeah. the fight. Uh, it's, yeah. And since initiative is not determined by dice or cards, but rather literally how fast you can click the mouse button, that's true. Um, then you know that that mindset will fill your head, and it you that's just the only way you can you can think of. Oh, this is the best way to win the fight. Well, hit early, hit often, hit hard. I also think his point was when you're 15 or you're 14 and you're playing those games, you know, you are the hammer and everything looks like a nail. Yes. So it, you can set stuff up till you turn blue, but you know, it could be hockey social interaction, but I'm going to shoot him in the face. There's also a style of play. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, and there's also a style of play uh, uh, and we, we encountered this in our 4E game. There were a group of players that had never role-played paper, uh, yeah. a, 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 a tabletop role-playing game, and they approached the game like they would have WoW, where they were a healer, and they were they knew their role. And they played it well, but they didn't kind of grok the whole role-playing thing. They were very mechanical, in, in mm-hmm. a sense, and they were very much, this is my role, this is what I do. And it kind uh, there's a disconnect there, which is like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're not... You're not role playing. You're 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 role playing. You're still you're still playing a video game, yeah. but it's on, yeah. you're not playing a character. Game. You're playing a role, and and that's a hard thing to kind of break because if that's if that was your yeah. entry in, and, and it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a great entry in, but but there's a maybe a maturity where you go, wow, it's not all mechanics. It's not all about min maxing because yeah. that that way that way oh, lies absolutely. madness at least to min maxing and power gamers. It, there's a, there's a point where like, what if I build a flawed character and just talk? And play and walk around the world, yeah. Um, as opposed to trying to win all the time, because it's not all about combat. Go ahead, Mayor. No, just I realized yeah. he says I want to hit it. I want to hit it now. Um, tell him to make a perception check. Mm. If he makes his perception check, yeah. you finish describing the room because he notices all of it before he charges in, there you and go. maybe he notices something useful. That's like, a good solution. Um, yeah. Ask him for a perception check, and then all of a sudden it's up to the dice if you finish describing the room before they engage or not. Your other players who are more experienced are probably going to still want that description, mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. their reaction is going to be, my higher initiative, I use it to grab his shoulder and pull him back. Mm-hmm. Um, be. But it try just as something to try as a way to give him a chance, but still maybe get in the description because mm-hmm. maybe you did plan this room with a chasm and he yeah. really needs to know it before he charges forward ask for a perception check and maybe that'll help if it's just a short attention span theater I mean mm-hmm. 
And Stu is very good at this, which is making sure that every player has a moment or something they do each game. Mm-hmm. And if if that's his if that's his jam, man, then yeah, set up an encounter where he just mows through the skeletons while everybody else figures out what the trap is. Mm-hmm. I'll hold him off. You guys do the yeah. math. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I play those games. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I've tried to run those games. I I don't know. Cool. You're yeah. you're a smart guy, dude. I don't even know why you're writing in about this because no, I think you're okay. setting us up. No, for, no, uh, he's, he said it's because he wants to start playing more on the forums. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just also a yeah. really good question. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I and I apologize for bastardizing your awesome Australianism. Kangu- kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's it's, it's really a good can, play. Yeah. Play on words yeah. are. It's a, yeah. it's a pun, you know. It yeah. is. We can no, Skype no, one day and we can palindrome. really. It's palindrome. Is that the same backwards as forwards? G- g- <laughs> the actual one. I've broken Stark in the meantime. Not a palindrome. Not a palindrome. I can't do it. Hey. I've had a little bit of bourbon. <laughs> not much. I, I think a little bourbon. Actually, no, you, you haven't had that much. No, I haven't. Who's next? Who's on next? Well, we've got a question here. For the play, for the, the people well, on the play. all right, I'll read it. Okay. Oh, well, well, no, no, it's block C. No, you're skipping block C. Oh, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, so, actually, there's actually an answer. Yeah, yeah. Who so, played what this week? What did I, I have answers this week? too? You go first. All right. So, if we go back a week and a half, since I'm not a usual host, I played yeah. in a Dying Kingdom's tabletop session. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Yeah, Dying Kingdom was a tabletop session. No, no, I know. So, I'm yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, that like was good. Um, I played in the Pirate Game, which airs every other Wednesday, and Gina and Kurt are both in that. Um, oh, no. Yar. I yeah. think I played Vampire the Superheroisms. Um. <laughs> Come on. It's, no, 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 no. It's, mm. it, 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 that, the way that this particular GM runs it, it it's... At, at one point we had a we, at one point we had a fight interrupted by Tim Gunn coming in on an air shot, airship with machine guns in order to save us. That's Tim Gunn <laughs> at the top of the Tim, yes, Gunn. Tim Gunn at the top of the Empire. Love that man, but still. Uh, no, it's the Statue of Liberty. That's yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, yeah. yes. Um, you corrected her, you know. Yeah. No, I corrected him. He was wrong in the no, first place. She, she was, I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, and then there's also the two D and D games I'm in. Um, but the one that's really interesting is the Dying Kingdom's tabletop game because it is a LARP game. Everybody's stats are LARP stats, which are designed to be as seamless in the background so you can just immerse yourself in the playing. And they found a way to take those and make those tabletop. Um, so you almost never roll. If you have a lore skill, you're probably going to get the answer. Mm-hmm. If you have a specific lore skill, mm-hmm. you get a better answer, just like straight up. I'm kind of a big fan about lore stuff anyway. If it's something yeah. you need to know, just let them know. Yeah. We've yeah. talked about that ad uh-huh. nauseum, but so I like that, yeah. So Good actually, mechanic. like um, my friend Rachel actually was the GM, and she was on an actual play... Uh, that I ran. That uh, Kurt ran a yeah. um, couple months back, a year back. I don't know how long ago was that now. That was, uh, it was back in January of this yeah. past year, yeah. Uh, but my friend Rachel was running the table, so she'd come to something and she'd be kind of like, oh, does anybody have lore this? And we'd all kind of double check our sheets because there were like yeah. three new players at the table who barely knew their sheets, including me. It's my first time playing DK anything. Okay. So I was like, right, I have I have 10 things on my sheet. Is that a lot? I'm looking over and oh, they have 90 things on their sheet. I don't have a lot. <laughs> wow. it, was, it was a very mixed table. Yeah. Um, I was sitting next to a vampire who is close to uh, hitting retirement in their game because once you hit a certain level of XP, your character retires, goes on to... Really? Yeah, and then you pick up a new character. Dying so, Kingdom has like a million people playing. Uh, yeah. and yeah. A, it's, a large, it's, it's a large yeah. LARP, yeah. Um, so if it was something where it really was a question of whether or not you would succeed, um, uh-huh. Then you rolled 
two d six, and you had to score a eight or higher. And if you d- or seven or higher, you six. you had a better than half chance of so seven or higher, it's and you succeeded. Um, two d six, eight or higher. Uh, well, seven or higher, so it's apocalypse. Yeah, seven or higher, yeah. and um, seven or higher. No modifiers, just whether or not you could try to do it. Um, only modifiers with very specific combat situations. And um, because I had a complete noob character that when I made her, I gave her zero fighting skills. As a default, she knew how to use a dagger, because everyone knows how to use a dagger. Um, I did an amazing job of managing to be useful, and I came out of the game setting up a trade route for smoked Gouda. Hey, listen. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most merry thing I've ever heard you say. (laughs) I did not decide that it was the city of smoked Gouda. Rachel did that because she did research on the cheeses of Europe. And on you. (laughs) That's one of the best things I I can say about travelers. Uh, And you guys are around with, with the game where we had you guys come up with traveler characters. What I love about it is that you come up with these characters that are you. You now have to play. It wouldn't be the character that you picked. Yeah. But, and then these amazing things happen out of this yeah. character you are now forced to play. So you you made a character, whether you meant to or not, that wasn't a combat monkey. And oh, very deliberate, not a combat monkey. Wonderful things have happened because yeah. of it. I mean, she also had a vampire feed on her consensually. I might add. Um, and then when she went to sleep it off, they came back and decided, no, you have good ideas. They woke her up while she was trying to sleep off being fed <laughs> on by the vampire. And so it's like, I got to play cr- cranky, sleepy me. Um, and we sacrificed 12 crates of Whoa. blood to the side. I apologize to the other players in that game. <laughs> I'm going uh, to go next. Are you, um, is that all the stuff you played, or you played more? Um, th- you know, that, played? that was really the highlight. It was just okay. they have an amazing, flexible system where they really yeah. took the streamlineness of LARP to make a very simple system for tabletop games. Um, you do kind of have to have your own character. So, like, if you're at the strategic cons and you would just want to jump in on the tabletop games, they tend to run on Saturday afternoons. I've done that once. Um, okay. It helps to at least walk, read their stuff on their website yeah. and walk in with a character idea. Um, but they it's, usually do have pregens, though. Um, yeah, they'll have a few pregens. Uh, but if you want to make a character and, and come in on it earlier, that's even better because then you're set up to join their LARP or just do tabletops for a couple of years till your character runs okay. out. Um, uh, but it was it was really good, really friendly group, easy to jump in with, yeah, and no, really nothing but amazing things about Dying Kingdoms. Um, and Paul yeah. Tavis, who yeah. started a little uh, organization I'm part of, name dropping Lords yeah. of Barkon, um, yeah. started. He was he's one of one of the forefathers. Um, yeah, and they yeah. have a camper coming up where they desperately need NPCs. So if you want an NPC in a LARP, it's which is much lower investment, that's coming up in like three weeks and I have to make costumes for my new wow. character. But if you show up to NPC, they and really like, set you up with a lot of and stuff. And like all people that sew, you're going to wait till the night before. To no, she's been As working you do. on it. No, no, no I've been working me. on my costume for my vampire LARP character for the Sabat gang roll. Right. I've nearly yes. f- I'm making a fucking motorcycle jacket. I right. had to sew a button those. on this sweater today and I it's felt like a fucking pioneer woman. Okay. <laughs> so I'm serious. Buttons I'm like are the devil. But this would like buttons are the devil. Neanderthal or yeah. pioneer I, people I like Victorian like, England. The only thing I hate more than buttons is zippers. And this fucking motorcycle jacket has five zippers. Yeah, no, I don't sew. <laughs> you know they sell those. I don't sew. Yeah, I people bought the zippers sew. and I attached them to the jacket because I wanted a green jacket. So you, you pay people money, they sew. You do bespoke. That's what, yeah. Or you, or I feel like a pioneer woman. What I'm looking forward to doing is making chainmail to put on the shoulders of the jacket. That's awesome. Yeah. Buy that too. 
So which one of us is going to take this uh, next one? I know. Oh, no, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. waiting quasi-politely over here. Because I'm like, I played a million things. And I'm not going to describe them all in full. But you can ping me on the forums if you want to know any anything in detail. Because I, I went to Big Bad Con and played Ooh. awesome games. But I also, for Happy Jacks, I played Dead Rain, which you should uh, you should totally turn into tune into because uh, it's by... Uh, Palladium Books, mm-hmm. and we just had our third episode. We're going to do three weeks in a row. So there's a couple of firsts here. First of all, Palladium sponsoring it. They gave yeah. us a, a first look and first story, and then it's yeah. a, also a first sort of co GM between CA Dave and Stu. It is so co GMing on the stream, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some really interesting characters at the table. And Kimmy and I are chomping at the bit because we're playing sisters. <gasps> so we we will start getting sister stuff going on, and then we will get Coitus interrupt us. Thank you, Kangaroo. Um, Bit, and we're just like coitus. Totally, it's coitus. Well, it's not, but it's like the R P coitus interrupt us. Well, so it's not oh, that no, no, it's not. I know about coitus interrupt yeah. us. What it's I, coitus. Yeah. I find fascinating about that game is that you two are trying yeah. to be sisters. Yeah. Whereas Rob and Horky basically are brothers. No, yeah. I know, and I, mean, I have grew up together, so. a <laughs> flipping backstory in my head, and I don't do like the flesh out all the things. I've started to do this thing now where I have scenes. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like if you said memory. There's three memories you have, and it's this one, this one, and this one. So I, and that helps kind of inform for me um, how that character interacts with certain people and Ooh. what has kind of made her who she is. So you're only yeah. what three episodes in? It mm-hmm. takes a long time to get a handle on the character. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So I'm. I we're both chomping at the bit to do some more stuff with that, and we had a lot of fun this last week. Um, there were a lot of it's um, zombie apocalypse. So how many games a week do you play, really? <laughs> uh, two to three. And how many games Maybe. a week do you play? Let's say two on average. Uh, it probably averages to three games a week. That sounds right. Plus, games there's also my LARP between not, games. Not, not that we're putting online. our dicks on the table or anything like that. With no, I'm just asking because because <laughs> I'm I'm like apparently in the minority here, which is like once every two weeks. Every Tuesday, every other Wednesday, mm-hmm. every other Thursday, and every other yeah. Saturday. See, yeah. and I so. and then and then I have LARP games that. We do online scenes between games too. Lark so, account. yeah. Um, uh, oh, plus <laughs> no, no. It, it's like plus play on forums, play by email stuff, and it I'm just being yeah. No, and I totally want to play more. So, because tap that vein. I just more larping or just no, more playing just games. Feel you play all the time. You, at one point, didn't yeah. you have a game every day? A week? No, I I wish, but I don't. <laughs> I would. I have to. It was work. a while. A job, it was a while ago. No, I had a lot. But I also yeah. played this week. Okay. Uh, super excited. I got to guest uh, um, in Max Razor Ridge oh, Werewolf of the really Wild West right game. Then, yeah. And I had so much fun. You stole it. Did you have a special hat for that oh, one? Oh, seriously? That yeah, is the did. sweetest thing. You got from you for sure. I, did you wear a yeah, cowboy yeah. hat? No, I didn't. I actually didn't. I almost did like my little ear bun <laughs> things <laughs> because I wanted to be a werewolf. Death rides ears. a pale horse, mm-hmm. and its name is. Yeah. Daisy. Patsy Amaranthus. <laughs> Horse named Daisy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I had so much fun that I was like, please, somebody be sick next week so I can play again. And then, please, She's a werewolf as well, right? She rides in on a, on a, like, I just, I just pictured this horse with a hat, you know, (laughs) and it's sort of like a a sway bag nag, and she's all, you know, cluck, cluck, Well, and Mac and I totally had the, like, the heart moment, because I was like, you know, one of the reasons I totally wanted to do this was because I wanted to sit at a table with Mac. Right. I would love to, yeah. She's a do some Mac stuff. She's a. Mm-hmm. They name hurricanes after women like her. She's a yeah. force of nature. She's no, amazing. She's awesome. So yeah, I had yeah. a lot of fun. And I'm sorry, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Not no. Murky. Not Murky. No. Different this Stephen. is Stephen oh. Pope, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had so much goddamn fun playing uh, role playing with that guy. So yeah, Look, hopefully there's more like of that in my future. Yeah. 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 No, brilliant character. And I listened to the first episode. You guys should listen to that too. It's it's going to be a autograph. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just going to list now the games I played at BBC. But you should ping me afterwards. I played uh, this amazing uh, hack of Blades in the Dark. Um, oh, like we know what that is, huh? No, Blades in the Dark, new hotness. Come on. No, have we, uh, no, we really? have no, no idea. idea what it is. I haven't <laughs> heard of that. Well, one. it's it's PBTA in spirit. Okay. Um, you're rolling two d six, but it and it has a lot of the, uh, um, I guess the the philosophy of the game is very PBTA, but it departs um, mechanically from PBTA quite a bit. But it's it's got the same like spirit of the law, not letter. Where does it depart? I mean, how um, so? Because you're not doing the roll two d six and and you know seven and nine is a and a ten plus is an auto success. All and, right. a, um, and you're playing uh, uh, basically a. a Band a, a crew of shifty somethings. Your assassins, your um, bandits, your and this word. So it's front loaded, world. really, with the fact that you guys are playing maybe yeah. bad guys, probably bad guys. Oh, totally. This word, Duskfall. The world, Duskfall, has also some supernatural elements. And but yeah, you're a gang, and you are trying to stake out more turf. And there are gang wars, and there sounds like vampires. <laughs> No, it's, it's brilliant, and there are team mechanics, and it uses the flashback mechanic also, which Ooh. like leverage uses uh, to great success. Um, it's just and uh, so the game I played is a hack of that called Scum and Villainy. Because it couldn't get worse until Scum and Villainy. No, because then that you mean, get does that mean Star Wars? It means space opera. Yep. Yep. So that was badass to... It means moon conflict. Yeah, to it goes to 11. <laughs> yep, no. Um, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Bounty hunters, alien races, tentacles. Yep. It's all there. Yep. I played... Uh, another um Another Tears in the Kisses game, which is probably the best one I've ever played so far. Um, I picked up a playbook I, I didn't... And I never... Okay, I like cyberpunk and I like sci-fi. I never get wanting to play the AI. Mm. So I picked up the AI playbook because it always gets picked. And mm-hmm. I was like, why do people want to play an AI? And that shit was amazing. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. You yeah. are the leader. You no, are. No, I decided I was going to play a breeder AI. Oh. Because in the world that we constructed, yeah. there was a ton of radiation and stuff. So people could have kids, but they had mutations and they had issues. And there, you know, the miscarry rate was like, you know, not one third or 40%. It was like crazy pants. So that rich people hired, or like would you know? It's all like uh, uterus. Hmm. So you're a nurse. Like, 
No, it's like I'm an AI that carries a baby and then imprints you're, the you're right, social. You're the wet, you're the yeah. wet nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're carrying the more baby. Of a, yeah, more no. of a, 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 a surrogate. Surrogate, yeah, yeah. Right. surrogate yeah. womb. Yeah, that sounds really. It was interesting. so freaking cool. And so the AI, you basically the 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 construct is that you've broken out. So somehow, whatever this world is that you create, you've escaped. This baby's and mine. I'm taking so it. So I totally was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally uh, inception date, like 28 yeah. days. Wow. I got a baby. <laughs> um, so it was just awesome. It was it was a fantastic game. I had a lot of fun. And I also played, and I'm going to blank on some other stuff, but I played, and I'm saying this for you, Joe Crack, because I played WWW. Uh, First time? Wrestling. PBTA. W-W-W? Yeah. Worldwide yeah. Wrestling. It's a PBTA oh, okay. game. Yeah. Because I can't Ooh. say WWE because that's a. And I'm sorry because uh, it was called Glam, Glam Slam. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Right. So okay. glow. More glow. Yeah. And it was so fun. It was just, I want more of that in my future. Just slamming things into the net and doing yeah. competitions. And, you know, I played the, the Golden Girl and you get to come up with your shtick and like your, and so she's a face, like a baby face and, you know, I was so I wasn't a heel, but you get to... Let me ask you, would that be a campaign or is it just fun to have a one-off that way? Oh, you could totally do a campaign. Like, um, like, like <laughs> in between wrestling games and yeah, the no, heel is, totally, is pursuing you? Yeah, or? because it's like... Well, WWE is a soap opera for men, basically. Well, yeah. Yeah, and there's there is total backstory, and there's the behind the scenes and what's happening in the locker room. Really? And okay, what that's are, cool. What is the man? What is you know the the pr- what are the producers telling you to do? Who's going to win the match? Who's going to throw? No, the I, match? I get who's it. It's, it's very much like the uh, Pulp Fiction with the uh, with the the character, the boxer character, yeah. who's who's very much like you know you're yeah. paid to do yeah. this, and he has to make all these yeah. decisions. Yeah. So there's totally like a story that will develop, and Which, we got. To yeah. do like a highlights reel for our characters, so then all this stuff came out where um, my character was kind of like, like I said, it was the baby face kind of golden girl, um, always the hero, never the but villain. But the killer Katya was the the major heel who was up <laughs> against me and had stolen my on air boyfriend, whose name I decided was Bo uh, something. Regard. That was a good name for an honor boyfriend. I mean, that's just yeah. It was Bo somebody, <laughs> but she had stolen him and mind washed, yeah, and totally brainwashed him. So he was okay. totally an agent for the you know the mother Russia, and so he <laughs> would be at ringside. And I like my highlight re- was totally like me with a tear, and my character's name was um, Baby Bell. Because like the little I was a so it was Bell and Bo, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So you were Bell yeah. and Bo, yeah, Bell and Bo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Bell and Boat, and I was pouring pitches of milk, walking in with my my little dude, cow, and just doing the Wisconsin thing. Oh, it's yeah, awesome. it was so fun. Sorry, I was this would be more. more. But it was it was a blast. And Joe Crack has done these uh, cards for that game called Heat Cards. That was I got to order, and I had them just in time for the game. So it was cool. Did you guys play stuff? Nope. Uh, yeah, nothing. Mary, really Mary and I played all the games. Yeah, Kurt played in almost every game I was in. Yeah, I was in <laughs> Not most of the games that she was in. Just, I mean, nothing more to to, to comment on. That's all. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I played Torchbearer, too. Okay. Boom! Amazing. All right. So this one okay. says, "Dear Stork, do Go you for want it. to read it or shall I?" Go ahead. You can read it. All right. <clears throat> reading, reading the email. Actually, address Added bonus picture. if you read it to him like it is a love letter. Give you appropriate facial responses. So go ahead. Social skill roles and min-maxing from Axel. And I have strong opinions about this. So, Dear Stork. Oh, and hello other Happy Jackers, too. That'd be you guys, I guess. I'm <laughs> addressing this to Stork because he reminds me so much of a really good RPG friend of mine 
that I always smile when I hear him talk, and to throw you off your usual stew in the Ducherinos trope. So he's he's a loser too. My favorite RPG conundrum of all time is the handling of social skills in most games. Not from a rules perspective, but from an actual play perspective. I find the social skills completely inferior to physical or mental skills in virtually any game I've played in, seen, or listened to. That is a very interesting point. He hasn't seen me play social skills. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. His point is, mechanically, I think think it's a really interesting point. Carry on. So... For instance, so you want to hit or hurt or kill someone, roll attack, then resolve damage. Want to pick that lock? Roll your skill, see what happens. Cast a spell? Magic rules apply. Figure out that encrypted message? Roll intelligence and lore, or similar. But, if you want to perform some communicative feat, things get tricky. What exactly do you say to the guard so he lets you through the door? How do you convince the dwarf to lend you his magic axe so you can kill the werewolf? Or even, what is your approach when convincing other members of your party that your plan is great? All of these situations could be resolved with a simple dice roll in most RPG systems. There's social attributes and skills that apply, modifiers, resistance rolls, etc., most RPGs even have more differentiated rules for fast-talking, acting, seduction, and so on. But we hardly ever use them! Bingo. Because acting out these social interactions are a huge part of what makes RPGs fun. I get it. You, as a player, want to convince players or NPCs or opponents, not just your character's skill points and a dice roll. How much fun would a game be if everything was resolved with some stupid skill check. Well, then it would be a board game. Um, Problem is, RPG systems don't account for the fact that you 100% need your character's combat and physical and supernatural skills. But you can pretty much get by without investing in social skills at all, unless you have otherworldly professional players and GMs that manage to just play their antisocial characters and still have fun with it. Or they play a bard. No. In most normal <laughs> games... Where nobody plays a bard. In most normal <laughs> games, this leads to social skills being far less impactful than physical or mental skills. Hence, players learn quickly it's much more useful to have high dex and weapon than it is to have high presence and acting. Yep. So, in essence, social skill rules in RPGs create the f- problem of min-maxing. Yep. A good GM and a group can remedy this somewhat, but it's difficult. Wouldn't an RPG system that simulates only the physical stuff in rules and leaves the social aspects to role playing only make a I'm sorry, leaves the social aspects to role playing only make a lot of sense? Drink. I had to say beers for Kurt, so I have nothing this, to drink. They're anymore. my beers. I know. <laughs> I drink two of them. Thank you. Discuss. There's, there's bourbon. delicious bourbon down here. And, and there's a patron here. It's discuss. It's really good. From Axel. Not on the forums, because I know if I get on the forums, I'll waste too much time there, and that could be better spent playing a game. Right? Fair enough. Nice. Okay. Yeah, actually, you got I'm us there. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. P.S. Finally got round to listening to the Mode of Sin actual plays. It's great to be able to binge listen to hours and hours on end during my commute. Yeah, a lot of hours. To, what, 37 a lot of hours. sessions? It's three most years. Of them, th- most of them four hours long? Three years of playing. I mean, that's... That's a good game. hundred and... A lot. Yeah. So <laughs> social skills. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I want to approach this first with 
the, the granddaddy of them all, D&D. One of the games that Mary and I are in right now, uh, when we were rolling up our stats, the GM had a very specific rule. He said, okay, roll five times. You know, you're rolling mm-hmm. your 4d6 and taking the top three, right? You roll that five times. Then roll it a sixth time. That's your charisma stat. You can swap out your charisma stat with something else, but not to make it lower. Oh. So yeah. your charisma stat could okay. not be a dump stat. Unless you rolled that badly and it didn't matter to you. Well, I mean, if you happen to roll that badly on that one. But, for instance, I played a bard and then a paladin. Both of them are charisma-based sure. ca- characters. I obviously wasn't going to make charisma a dump stat. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how oftentimes do we do that? We do, I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter because I can play it. It's really fun to play a low charisma character, though. Can be. Because that was... A friend ran a, a game where the world got wibbly wobbly because of a, ti- yeah. a chaos demon. So we kept cycling into different worlds when significant mm-hmm. events happened. Such a good game. It was an awesome um, game. Yeah. Our party was mixed race, but we were in a heavily human area and I was the only human. So I had charisma penalties. Uh, we started off in D&D, we switched oh, over sure. into Savage yeah. Worlds because it was right when 4E was in its test phase and he got pissed off with the fact we had to keep rebuilding our. No, it was 4. Wasn't it four? No, it was five E. It was five it was five E uh playtest. D E next. It was no. D next. Yeah. I thought it was four E playtest because of how long ago it was. Don't let no. the facts get okay. away. But um, right. basically right. we got pissed test. off over the fact we had to keep yeah. rebuilding our characters and it got harder yeah. and harder as we leveled up because it's like, how did I do this in the fridge? Oh, that skill yeah. is gone. And so we switched yeah. over to Savage Worlds because it got too complicated. Um so I had charisma penalties, but I was the party leader. So I had to figure out how in play I was the party face. I was the only human. So everybody yeah. else yep. essentially had penalties while they were interacting no matter what their score was. Yep. I had to figure out how to constantly shoot myself in the foot to play this socially lacking character. And yeah. I had so much fun doing that. I, why is that so much fun? Because I, I have so much fun when I do that too. I, uh, Zara in our, it was on the Happy Jacks stream, the Desert of Despair game ended up kind of being the face character a bunch of times because your mistakes make the story yeah and she's very like yeah like should not have been the face because she's like jessica jones bad I- bad idea is best idea if you yeah. do the bad idea or just you get a great story and yeah 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 Blunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and if you're not botching yeah all the time then bot rolls tend to lead to wonderful events in the story of the game Gildlins. right yeah <laughs> um I, I swear, every time I start a new game, the fr- my first botch is always on some kind of lore check. And I cling to that mistake for oh, the yeah. entire rest oh, of the campaign. God, <laughs> I had to tell Goblins them on Goblins come the, from the sea. What? I think it was on the stream on Wednesday night, Stork. I don't know if you caught it, but I, I had to tell them. And I was actually rolling really well, but somehow it came up that, that I was like, oh, no, Stork has asked me to change my dice before. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, we that, was, that was during, uh, during the, the pirate game, actually. Oh, that's what it was. He was doing a pirate game. He's like, Stork yeah. told me to change my dice. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, when you're sitting next to Stork and he tells you to change your dice, you yeah. need to change you, your dice. You've got a lot of swings <laughs> in your going, dice rolling. Yeah. Going back to the whole social versus yeah. combat thing, uh, I remember years ago, uh, I Bill Roper and I combat. had a discussion about this, which was, yeah. um, you, guys, you guys are too young to know, but back in the day, <laughs> back in the day you got assigned experience by you know, what you killed. <gasps> 
Oh, and so the fighter would get all this XP, but the druid and clerics maybe not so much. And it was almost like it was like the fighter got the, all the tips, and you guys got the paycheck. You know, so it was like you got your minimum wage, but the fighter got a lot. so they would they would advance further. And it's almost like and it happened in MMOs early on too, which is uh-huh. you oh, got rewarded got just really for important. killing things. Yeah. If you were to try to figure out another way to get around the dragon rather than just killing it, you didn't get XP, and it, you got you got. You got dinged. You got you got punished yep. for not killing something, yep. and I think that that's a <laughs> it's almost a pervasive thing in 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 role playing. It's like if you don't kill it, you haven't won. If you don't kill it, you don't get XP. And I don't think that that's right. Uh, a lot of games these days, uh, Powered by the Apocalypse, uh-huh. uh, Fate, etc., have tried to correct that sometimes with mechanics, sometimes just in general ambiance. But it, it's it's changed a lot since back in the day, and it's but it's still there. It's still if you don't kill it, you don't get experience. Uh, I mean, with yeah. the, with a vampire game, everybody gets experience unilaterally across the board. It's like here, you all get paid the same. Well, cause is that a? Uh, I played much more Requiem than I have Masquerade. Like, don't you do the same stuff technically when you do like where the if you've played your character stuff and you yeah. driven the story and stuff? Because that's Requiem. Um. Or is it just yeah. like you, you, you do don't you don't XP. get XP based on what you killed in Vampire yeah, or in any White Wolf really? Yeah, um, no, but I thought it was RP. It, it's RP driven. It's in, in let's Requiem, see, um, it I, probably about the same yeah. thing. Well, actually, Requiem started turning yeah, into like you, if you hit your aspirations, you drive the story. You, if you botch, yeah. <laughs> if you fail, yeah. You, no, if you fail, um, no. Uh, Old World of Darkness. It's. Um, you get an XP point for showing okay. up. You get an XP point if you think you were in danger. Not if you killed it. If you think you were in danger, uh, you might get an XP point for okay. really good RP. Um, but there's but you, to don't have to you don't have to kill. You don't have to kill. My point yeah. is that they're trying to they're trying to correct that yeah. other side, which is yep. you don't have to kill things to succeed. And I, I think that people it's still in your brain, which you know from yeah. video games, yeah. from earlier role playing, which is if I don't kill that dragon, I'm at one. I have, I don't get XP. I don't I don't I don't gain the glory. I, whatever. I'm not winning. I never have that problem. It, it is it is. I I know, I get that. Yeah. yeah, I get that, and I think that it's the perception is changing, but it's still there. It's still a trope that needs to be overcome. And um, yeah. I, I can speak to, again to Mission Impossible, which mm-hmm. was that's basically yeah. we assembled an entire group of people with social yeah. skills only, yeah. and that was. Or I can speak to Trig, who yeah. had no combat skills, yeah. so we had to talk his way out of every combat. Well, and. Heavy Metal Jess is saying in the chat room, like, is this a problem for people? Because she, uh, she's saying, my character with a four charisma actually made the other PC's communications less productive, so they made her wait outside all the time. <laughs> Heavy Metal Jess, thank you. <laughs> right? It's always good to see you. It's always I, good to see you in the forest. One of our earliest listeners, thank you. But, I know. Yes, we and you're right. popping in. I know. Yeah. I was in a, uh, yeah. a vampire game uh, where I played a Malkavian... Uh, former oh. uh, minister of the Church of England. You were so useless in combat. I, was, I had absolutely. <laughs> it was the very first character I ever uh-huh. played who had no combat stats at all. Mm-hmm. He had no athletics. He had no melee. No brawl. No firearms. No archery. Nothing. But you're very persuasive. But he was no he was, no. So he was a Malkavian named Vicar. Like he was the Vicar. That was all the right. only name he gave. Right. And during fights. He would read the Bible at them. Okay, he would but also he would combine that with the Malkavian discipline of mind fucking yeah. and drive them insane. Yeah. But it took was it three rounds <laughs> or five three rounds? rounds. So three rounds. To do so that. if we didn't kill everything in three rounds, yeah. somebody would run off crazy. 
but it wasn't that was always the people who did. Yeah. Well, I okay. My character was not combat focused either, um, but she did really well on the elemental path of controlling plants. So. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. So green path. Yeah. Green path. So I could make yeah. the nearby plants entangle, or in one one particularly notable combat scene where I accidentally rolled like eight successes, um, I made the desk start growing as a tree again in an underground room. Just as a side note, one of the yeah. best things out of, <laughs> out of the Swamp Thing comics is when he actually made like the bits of lettuce or whatever that was in the guy's guts sprout again. <gasps> Life goals! <laughs> Hold on to that thought for again, yeah. for a while. If I get to play her again, There's which all, I probably will. All the flora and fauna that's in your gut can then be sprouted. Oh my god. Life goals. Um, seriously. Yeah. But seriously. like I, I have shoot in the in I'm the processing that. Yeah. In the that, that, was, that was in the Swamp Thing comic books in like 1980 yeah. or yeah, whatever. That's, that's when Swamp Thing first came back. Anyway. In, yeah. cool in the sorry. In the Spaniards Ghost. If you had a salad the night before, do, you're doomed. Yeah. In the Spaniards Ghost game, the one that's every other Wednesday that Gina and Kurt and I are in. Yeah. Uh, my character has zero combat skills. She has the pacifist flaw. Um, However, I have a great persuade skill, which I use in combat. And taunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have ta taunt and I have persuade. So I use those in combat because that's all I can do. And it worked. Oh, it Session. worked. It worked. Session. It worked brilliantly. I, I get that. And yeah. I, I think uh, we at Happy Jacks get that. But it's, it is... I've seen many, many a game, even even at cons and stuff, where fighting fighty people are still rewarded more than talky people. And, you know, the whole... Talking to you're talking to my experience points. As funny as that is, it's still kind of there. Mm -hmm. People min max for a reason, and they don't min max social characters. And yeah, yeah if they do min max a social character, it's a challenge. It's a bet. I totally it's a, min maxed her. Actually, right? It's a bet, though. Yeah. It, Not for me. And it's hard sometimes to be the social character in a group full of fighters. You know, you're going to be Bilbo Baggins in a group full of dwarves. I mean, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's the example that worked. From, you, get from, this, you get to be the special stuff. From the other side of the... Well, uh, kind maybe. Of the other, In the, that story, you do. Yeah. From the other side of the table, though, um, a game that I ran for about three years, I had four social or intellectual-based characters and one fighter. And I was constantly trying to keep the game interesting for the fighter without no, for sure. bringing yeah. a combat in every yeah. session. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that was that, that's hard when you was have again vampire? mixed goal. Yeah, it was World, the World, World War One game. Yeah, that was again mixed goals. You had oh, yeah. a party with mixed goals and and mixed uh, yeah. mindsets and such. I, I'm reminded though of of uh, something I've been seeing online recently that just keeps getting shared over and over and over again. Is so I'm trying to design an RPG using chutzpah, moxie, cut of your jib, childlike wonder, gumption, and a certain je ne sais quoi as the main stats. <laughs> Talk about your social character. I'm in. Wow. I'm in. Yeah. Um... It's so Joey's. It's fit on the yeah. roof. Uh, Forrest said in the chat room, this guy thinks social skills suck. Uh, that's a lot of a sibilant. Yeah. Uh, because he's never played with a GM that knows how to make a social situation that isn't a 14-year-old's imaginary cardboard cutout version of a fraught social situation. Don't sugarcoat it for us. How do no. you really feel? Wow. Yeah. Testify. Yeah. yeah. If, if I want to yeah. play an RPG system that only has rules for the physical stuff, I'd yeah. play D&D 5.0. Oh, wait. Um, 
You know what? Only the physical stuff. You know what? Though? Four point But but yeah, four no, But even within those the, those confines, you can still play well and still play interesting. And, and as a GM, again, you can you can construct interesting combats that don't yeah. always end up in combat. It, it's mm-hmm. it, it is, is a it's yeah. a flaw of us being lazy. It's a flaw of us falling back on tropes. It's a fall of us. You know, Conan always killed things. Well. You know, Conan was not. It's not. Wasn't called Conan the Philosopher. It's called Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, it wasn't Conan mm-hmm. the Librarian. That right. Came later. Yes, it did. But but, and Conan the Librarian could be a really interesting game if you play it right, if you set it right, if you GM it right. I'm just saying that we as gamers need to put. Uh, enough validation. I don't know why that sound is bothering it's me. From I know somebody from outside, outside is playing a whistle Whether or something. Or not. It's like a I think that we as we as GM and, and as players and stuff need to concentrate as much on social skills as we do on combat skills, yeah. and and maybe even more so because they are often derided, underestimated, mm-hmm. and underused. And, I, I, yeah, as a GM, combat's easy to it's easy plan. Simple. And and it's easy to plan until the character specializes in improvised weapon. <laughs> Um, Mug and wet towel. Um, I didn't go. I didn't get quite that bad, but antique chair was valid. Yeah, uh, yeah. So was the other enemy. <laughs> there is nothing. Nothing as good as beating a motherfucker with another, another motherfucker. motherfucker. Tom, or another Tom, Thomas thinks you need to rate mission imbartable up. Um, I listen. We're going to run this at some point. It's okay. I, yeah, I, okay. I'm sorry. I keep dropping the reference to it. But, no, but they they're interested. I know. Sure. And at some point, it's not going to be as good as all the interest that I've, I've <laughs> yeah. jacked up in this. But hey, let's finish this up, should we? Okay, I mean, let's do it. We have a couple. You another okay. thought you want to finish? Yeah, up? yeah. I mean, my Go thought ahead. is okay. So you play out that social skill, and if you do a super good job playing it out, maybe you had a lore check to back you up at the start, so you actually started with the right thing. Uh, then maybe you get a bonus, but you make the roll at the end of the interaction or towards the end of the interaction to see where it's going to go. And that's and that's kind of how you, yeah. That's yeah. That, that ideally that's how a social role can work or should work, especially if your character has low social stats, because right. the GM should know who who the social characters are on the builds. Right. And so maybe if somebody has high stats and you play it well, it's a gimme. But if you've got low stats, uh, especially if you've got well, like some sort of off-putting flaw, and, and you it, make that roll to see. And, if you made and, it. and conversely, and I've talked about this numerous times because Tappy brought it up very originally, which is if you've built a very if you built a bard, you have bonuses to your rolls, and if you don't actually get to roll your dice, if you min-maxed your social character and you don't get to roll your dice, you're cheated, right? And oftentimes they're like, well, tell me what you say to the guard. I'm like, no, I have, a, I have like all these bonuses yeah. for my dice roll. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to roll my dice. It, if, it, if it were a fighter, that's perfectly legitimate. Yeah, just roll your dice, you hit him. If it's a bard, no, no, no. I want to hear what you have to say. There's a there's another set of standards yeah. involved with social interaction. So I, I think that we sometimes need to make sure that that gets balanced. Maybe the other way. So you want to hit him. All right. How do you want to hit him? And, you know, again, yeah. probably the apocalypse bait and all this would kind of tackle some of that. But I think maybe we all need to be a bit more aware of how we balance these things out. It's no one thing to say, I'm hit him. I'm going to roll my dice. I'm, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to roll my dice. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to talk to him? Now there's yeah. another set of I, things. I use my vicious insult uh, yeah. cantrip. Vicious, vicious mockery cantrip. Right. I call him a butthead, and then I roll. Yeah, a right. doo-doo face. Uh, actually, no, I was coming up with a pretty good I'm not sure I have a solution for that. I, I, it's just it, it's something that's kind right? of occurring to me now as I'm talking it out, which is there are double standards involved with it. How do we fix that? I'm not sure that there's an elegant solution. I'll have to think no. about that. Yeah. I've had you know what I'm saying? Who, no, I totally know what I, you're saying. But you know what? I've had jams who called for a description of your attack before you rolled. Mm-hmm. You're attacking? Okay, what are you doing? Yeah. I've done that and I, I've in, tried to do that more often is if you 
if you uh, and some there are some systems that will actually provide bonuses for it that y- you get stunt bonuses essentially mm-hmm. where it's like if I if I say okay I'm going to uh, walk up to him and slash him with my sword okay roll I'm going to grab the rope sli- swing down from the chandelier and slice off his head as I fly by all right that's Seventh a stunt C. and you get yeah right exactly. Seventh C. now you're right, playing exactly. D- DCC. Well, or or seventh C. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, there or are GURPS, but you got to roll for each one of those. No, but that is interesting because I feel Queen's like I've got a lyrics, yes. I feel more cheated when I have made a social character and I never get to use the stuff on my character sheet. Yeah. Honestly, um, that, I think that's one of the strengths of the White Wolf games is that mm-hmm. most of the powers that are used are actually social combat. Presence. They're, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, presence, not just... dominate. Not just, not just in Vampire, but I mean, you've got... Yeah. You, obviously, you've got presence and dominate in... in and, uh, necromancy. Necromancy. Sure, necromancy. Well, sure. Uh, necromancy um, is a social skill. It, it absolutely yeah. is. All, uh, you know, various things. But also, um, you've got... In Mage, you've got various social combat mm-hmm. abilities with... Mind and spirit, and you know anything yeah. using those. You've got in werewolf. You've got various gnosis traits and uh, gifts that are social based because you're trying to talk to spirits. To yeah, get them but to, it's to not like you don't have brawl them. or broken AF celerity and masquerade. Those don't exist. Yeah. I'm saying that they have put an equal yes. amount of work into developing those yeah. other those social or intellectual aspects of No, I think so. That's probably the why it's storytelling. The only yeah. system that comes to mind system. for me, just quickly and we'll finish this up, but yeah. the only system that comes to mind for me that is that actually puts weight on your social interactions is Legend of the Five Rings. Where you actually have characters that are effective, they're needed, and their their skills are count. And well, the roles count or I'm don't count, and if they don't yeah. make a role, it affects the way the game is played. And and, and it's it's important in in yeah. that society. It's one of the few games I know where a social interactive character is not only needed and wanted but respected. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and the mechanics burning work. wheel. I, just I don't want to go into mouse. Card. I know yeah, you I don't. I really, but I really want to like mouse. Burning card. wheel. I truly do. I, I say it three times, and, and you, Luke Crane appears. You, yeah, he does. you might like the system better if you played not vampire, because the other species types are a little less set up to be quite as morally gray. Burning wheel? Uh, no, no, no. In storyteller system. Oh, yeah, in the White Wolf stuff. Um, you might like. Well, no, I was talking about Alfa Var uh, yeah. with oh, okay. the uh, with the. Cor- yeah. You know what I mean? They actually yeah. have. No, nope, I totally do. The courtiers are actually. The, and the whole court intrigue is important to the game, and if it's not there, yeah. the yep. game is almost broken. But and is it still done by dice roll? Yes. Okay. It's very much so. Okay. Uh, in fact, you can't. Yeah, it's pretty much com. It's pretty much verbal combat. It's social combat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're going to say this roll? It's the only game that I can think of off the top of my head, and I'm sure that the chat room and I will come up with a litany of other I games know, that right? make this work. Yeah. But that's yeah. the one that I've played where I where it, it it's not. Just dismissed or discounted. The mechanics work and they're important and they're they're influential in the Fate. game. Fate too. 
fate, you can do so much damage. You can, but with it's courtiers, just, yeah. I know. It's, it, yeah. it's actually a no, class. No, but I hear what you're saying, and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. totally, and I want to play Exalted, so just say. All right. Now we can move on. Okay. All right, so uh, uh, is it my turn? Red? Somebody I think it's my turn. Okay, Jamming Triumph from Sam. I get to yeah. read the Triumph from Sam. Hi, Happy Jack's crew. Just wanted to write in with a jamming moment of triumph. Okay, and I would like to say triumph because usually we get nightmares. So I want to hear that's, about the triumph. That's the like exploding symbol on the die with the. Um, the triumph is it looks like a laurel leaf. To looks me. like a laurel leaf. Okay. I thought it was just a little insult comic puppet with a cigar. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, the with a, okay, with a uh, moment of triumph with a reminder that gaming inspirations can come from anywhere. Ooh. And I totally agree with this. You always That's should awesome. keep keep your antenna open for anything. You can find inspiration in everything. We got it from long car rides. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> I was recently at a theater performance of The Sound of Music with my family. While the show was excellent, what really struck me about it halfway through the play was that this story was about an uh, there's, there's a footnote attached here. No, no, no it's no. just a highlight. Oh, okay. Italics. Pretend it's italics. That this story would make. make an excellent role playing game adventure. You have sympathetic lead, uh, remote and vivid setting location. You have subplots and secondary, tertiary. You skipped a line. Did I? Oh, you're right. You have sympathetic lead, NPCs trying to escape villainous hordes of Nazis trying to do evil things. You have a remote and vivid setting location. You have subplots and secondary tertiary NPCs, depending on which way the party goes. I decided to test my theory with my Star Wars Age of Rebellion group with the following easy tweaks to the plot. Captain Var Roman, Von Trapp, a respected Republic Austrian commander, was being press ganged by the Imperials Nazis which isn't that far of a stretch, really. <laughs> they, they considering their uniforms, have said yeah, that was, pretty yeah. much. Uh, to take command of the Star Destroyer, the Edelweiss. <laughs> Genius. I, I wouldn't have gone that far. I love that. The Edelweiss, while his family was being held captive as leverage for his good behavior. The captain's good friend, Planetary Governor Hayden Richards, Education Secretary Max Detweiler. Uh, I've, I've forgotten enough of the plot that I don't remember that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, contacted the rebellion in hopes of rescuing the captain, his seven children, his young wife, who is a former acolyte of the Order of the Wills, Catholic nun, <laughs> before the Empire outlawed the religion during a music festival that was being put on to celebrate Emperor Palpatine. See? <laughs> it fucking works, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. Is, uh, and we're all like, that is a genius plot. That's awesome. Kudos to you, sir. This was a huge success for the players. They didn't even realize the plot was stolen almost verbatim when it finally clicked with them two-thirds through the adventure. They were quite entwined <laughs> entertained on how off script things had gone, including Julie Andrews serenading the children with these are a few of my favorite things to distract them from stormtroopers getting mowed down with blasters and the captain stealing a star destroyer for the rebellion as part of the escape while chucking his imperial handler out of the shuttlecraft. Woo! I didn't have a chance to work out a subplot with the eldest daughter dating a reluctant stormtrooper, but it was there if I needed it. Fun was had all around. A good reminder to keep one's eyes open for any source material, no matter how weird it seems to begin with. I I laud that. That's absolutely sincerely Sam from Lakewood. You know what? Kudos to you, man. That's we, we yeah. Had a, we had a, a game session recently where um, uh, like half the players of our regular Tuesday night game couldn't make it, so the GM ran a one shot in which he had pre gen characters for us and. Um, it was based on the storyline of the song Hotel California. There you go. 
Welcome to the Hotel California. Seriously? Seriously. Think about like, it. Yeah. I mean, warm listen smell to On a dark Kalika. desert highway. Yeah. Cool wind, cool wind in and, and you, you yeah. can check it anytime you want, but you can yeah. never leave. That is so I mean, bold. That yeah. Is. So you say you can check into a hotel or whatever. It's run by vampires or zombies. It, and it was vampires. Not like yeah, we were all vampires, and we and were we were checking out this this hotel out on in like Barstow or something. Like and once that. you check in, they won't let you leave because right, exactly. Yeah. There, there were there were some people Cattle. who, had, who had, there was like little a, a, Jonathan a, Harker action. Yeah, something like I want to play in a game inspired by Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> it's got a plot if you listen to it. Sure. No, it does. And then there's that. There's a stick song, uh, Renegade. Renegade. Yes. That I that I always think about. Dude, you like, can take the, an entire Sticks catalog because you go Renegade, you go Grand Illusion. What kind you of? Go Oh, Nicole's been running. Is that rock opera stuff? What is that stuff? Yeah, called? but Renegade's actually based rock on an opera. old folk tune okay. called yeah. the Priggle Hollybush, which is about, yeah. about rescuing somebody from, actually, a, from the Gallows folk Pole. Rock. Folk rock is uh, magical. Yeah. I need to hear this. And remember, Led <laughs> like, Zeppelin wait, did what? Gallows Pole. It's hangman, Hangman, Rock with a Mile. Folk Rock. Can't see my burning coming from many Renegade is kind of the same thing. Metallica did Whiskey in the Jar. That's a plot line. Well, but but. Renegade was an original tune, yeah. but the plot is is a similar. It's similar as Hollywood. Actually, I spent all day. I'm a, I'm a renegade who's had a maid. Uh, yeah. uh, but it's basically, he's trying to run away yeah. because he's yeah. he's been he's fucked up and he's you know trying to get away from the from yeah, law. It's the a, law. it's a classic old folk yeah. country wow. tune, oh, but yeah, it's like out a there. A ballad. Yep. I yep. spent I spent it's all day listening to a Southern Gothic playlist. It. The opening to True Blood, idea. that song, it's that style music. Okay, yeah. um, I heard some of it when I came in to pick you up. Yeah, and it, it's kind of it's not quite it's not country because it's it's more there's less twangy than that. It's more like southern rock. It's like southern rock. It's got a lot of folk in it. Um, there are banjos, but like it works in a really dark, creepy way a lot of the time. Could be and it, Actually, it's like it's a lot of stuff that would make <laughs> really good horror stuff because the number of stuff about the devil dragging somebody off to hell. Mm-hmm. I. You, Stuart, you just that's a totally brilliant idea. Um, looking to make a deal. Uh, <laughs> Nick Cave album murder ballads, mm. because that stuff would make fantastic like seeds for stories. I've I've always said that if you're oh, running an investigative man. game and, and, you, and you're and you're I'm stuck, sorry. just go IMDb the plots yeah. to any of the Rockford files. Um, yeah. Well, but seriously, files, seriously. But, but seriously, ballads. Sure. Well, I'm just saying yeah. the inspiration can come from anywhere. The neat thing about those old television shows is that they give you the plot, oh they give you the beginning, middle, and end, and then you can. Con- that's all it is, yeah. is a skeleton, and you can hang your plot. And they're, they're going to go sideways off of what the Rockford Files was, yeah. but, but it gives well, you plus, motivation, plots, names. Uh, Stephen Can. Cannon, yeah, Canal. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh huh. Yeah. With but Rockford Files. And the yeah. Belisarius yes. with, uh, with uh, M- Magnum P.I. But my point is that any yeah. one of those things are wonderful little boys. To, 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 you can you 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 do it from oh. anything. I mean, the Avengers stories and such, if you really mm-hmm. want to go fantastic stuff for Echo with... Uh, my with Little Pony. And when you IMDb <laughs> it, they give you these little plot summaries. Yeah. And, and they're all there, and it gives you that little... That and then little just spin the dial a little bit. Right. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, I... Again, it's or, just it's just yeah. a matter of keeping your receptors open and not being too you know, but not yep. blocking too much and yeah. just going, you know, look, he watched Sound of Music and came up with a great plot. It's you can watch Romeo and Juliet and come up with great plots. It's been reused over and over and over again. The plot for Romeo and Juliet is uh, it's in every great movie, it's in every great television show. 
It was in Kindred the Embraced. It yep. was in. It, it's it's yep. the basis Star, for every Star, vampire Star-crossed ever done. Starcrossed Lovers is, yeah. is classic. Yeah. Uh, but and I guarantee you, every time you do yeah. Starcrossed Lovers, nobody's going to know it's Romeo and Juliet. It's or still, everybody it's, will know it's Romeo or, and Juliet. Or, and they don't, and they don't care. <laughs> right. It's it's always uh, th- th- those those stories are. There's tropes that we use, but those stories will change and write themselves if you just start with those kernels. Yeah, there are only 37 plots. There are six basic conflicts and 37 plots. You, it's just a matter of how you wrap ar- around that basic plot. I, I think it's more important that you as a GM or you as a mm-hmm. storyteller, you find whatever it is that inspires you. If, yeah. you, if, if looking through old television shows inspires you, go for it. If yeah. listening to ballads inspires you, go mm-hmm. for it. But these... These structures are out there. They're simple if you just look for them and and embrace them. I, it's people always say they're stuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to write or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're all out there. It's yeah. everything. The, there's a server on the East Coast. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> what a dumb question. Yeah, you're but, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you start feeling stuck, that's where you go watch or read other people's ideas. Comic yep. books. Any comic gives you. I just saw the My Little Pony movie, and now that I'm thinking about it. The most recent My Little Pony movie has an amazing structure there, for like a, a campaign it's, because it's I mean, truly there's betrayal. Plot. There's more betrayal. There's betrayal from other people. There's pirates. My my kids have been watching. That's hilarious. My, my pirates is good. <laughs> Watching what? <laughs> Even the Pirates of Penzance is good. If yes. you think about the various plot, it's it's wonderful. But. But my kids have been watching um, How to Train Your Dragon. They watch all those oh, movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the, and the series, yeah. the series yeah. is killer. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's truly yeah. inspired. It's like, and the movies were fine. You know, they're kind of predictable or whatever. But the, the series has just gone off. And, and it's the like, character development. Yeah. And right. But here's the new that. Voltron is amazing. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's the point, which is as stupid as it might sound. Those plots are out there, and these people were smart enough to find these wonderful things and focus on the story, and came up with these wonderful stories. Good writers borrow from other writers. Great art, great writers steal outright. But more than that, you <laughs> tell the same story in a great way, or yeah, just exactly. it changes. And the wonderful thing about role playing is that you don't have to tell the story. You come up with the kernels. It's Starcross lovers. Your players will take it in a completely different yep. place. Oh, and when yeah. you point oh, out yeah. to them three quarters of the way through that you're playing Romeo and Juliet, they're going to go. Well, ours is different and better. Yeah. It because that's what it's happens. That's heavy, the joy. Heavy metal. They run into different corners it's, of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's um, uh, uh, more like West Side Story, really. <laughs> <laughs> more singing. More singing. Yeah, basically. It, uh, heavy metal just said, "If I can, oh, the Tinkerbell movies have great plots." You know what's actually? You know what? And you're going to hate me for this. Monster High. A bunch of the early, and I I only know this because I had a bunch of girls. A bunch of the early Barbie movies. Yeah. I hate to say this, the Barbie movies were really, really good. I have a friend who helped animate some of those. Some uh, the the one the one where they're it's the it's the what's the one with the prince and the the prince and the pauper. Oh, so good. Dickens. And they use and they use. Like the music, the, at some point they play. Anyway, the point is they're really good. I was like, I'm, like I, I sat down. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and watch television with the kids. I'm like, this is really, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, stupid, really stupid kids movies hitting yeah. in the feelings. Like, yeah. what's up with right? That? Hitting the feelings and just even well told stories. I was surprised. Like, why would the Barbie movie be a well told story? You so figure that, that the they parents? could just, they could just, the they could just toss it off, and it was they're wonderful. Some of them. Yeah. The later ones, not so much. The early ones. I'm telling you, you can mine them for all sorts of the mermaid one. I mean, yeah. they go to this mermaid city, and there's all sorts of ideas in there. It's just, Mon- it's Monster so High smart. Monster High and Ever After High both are like 
I'm you, talking about Barbie movies. They shouldn't the, be that good. These, these <laughs> movies were designed to sell dolls. They shouldn't yes. be there that good. There are costume good. changes, That's multiple costume insane. changes to justify multiple dolls from the movie. Fair yeah. enough. They're fair cute enough. costumes, too. Like, fair I kind of want to collect dolls. Um, yeah. No, but, I mean, it, 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 even though these shows, going back, you know, to Transformers and He-Man and G.I. Joe... Oh, dude, mm-hmm. go back to the Bible. Where, There's where, some great plot lines but, in the no, Old no, Testament. But, I mean, even though these shows were designed as half-hour toy commercials... Yeah. Did you say G.I. Joe? Yeah. Because, yeah. hell yeah. Right. She-Ra. Right? She-Ra. Yeah, oh, She-Ra. She-Ra. Yep. But, um, He-Mean. Yeah, but these these shows were designed intentionally as, as, Thundar, the as Barbarian. half-hour toy commercials. Yep. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a certain amount of artistic merit to them that you can mine for good ideas. Uh, they're all there. They're, yeah. They're all there. Yep. I mean... Thunder with his fabulous sons. I used to get up in the mornings to watch Thunder the Barbarian. Uh, right? And, and it's actually something I really wanted to run into GURPS. It's a very post apocalyptic world. It's so wonderful. Ooh. And somebody on the, on the forums the other day pointed out that Ookla the Mock. Yeah. Ookla's name Ookla because they found them at UCLA. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a world of savagery and super science. It oh. is. It I is know. because it's. And, and Jack Kirby, Hell because yeah. after, after he'd been fired from DC, and right? Right? Mind blown. Mind blown. Uh. Uh, right? Ookla. I, never I have watched no idea. It, but you need to watch them. They're cheesy and corny, but the kernels are all there. It's Gamma no, World. No, Thundar is the, awesome. even Even the stuff with the, with the moon is all like fraction and blown up. But the, but the point is that Jack Kirby, back when he was, the, he was done with DC, he was done with Marvel, they brought him in for anime, created Thunder the Barbarian, and all that wonderful Jack Kirby energy and all that it's commandy. There's this post-apocalyptic thing. There's magic. There's sorcery. There's And it's mm-hmm. all there. And they're riding through the, the wasteland of Western civilization discovering things like UCLA, where they find Ookla the Mock, yeah. an experimental creature and a bunch of... I mean, I mean, it's Kirby at his best. Jack Kirby creating... All of Marvel, the House of Marvel and House of DC. He's yep. that guy. That uh, and, then, and then, of course, that and then of course, the Jack the King Kirby comes down and touches animation briefly and created Thunder Barbarian. It is you can watch this stuff and you can just like that's my I'm gonna and there's another I'm gonna do that plot I'm gonna and they're all there they're wonderful. Totally. Yeah, from our modern animated point of view, terrible. The acting, voice acting is not very good, but the plots are there. The world is still there. There's some wonderful moments, some background yeah. elements where you're like, oh, Johnny Quest, same kind of thing. Alex Toth was involved with that stuff. Really still, the plots are all kind of there. They, they fail. They're not perfect, but there's kernels. You watch it and you go, oh, my God, I'm going to take this and I'm, we're going to do this right. And maybe that's the point. Maybe find something that is imperfect that has a really wonderful that just whatever it is that, yeah. that sparks you, and mm-hmm. then and then take that to your group and make it what it Gargoyles. should be. No, absolutely. Gargoyles. Yes. Gargoyles. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep, that's yep. a great idea, though. That. All right, I'll I'm done. I'm so, all of you listening, I expect to be submitting <laughs> games for Orcon in February. Yes. Right? I yeah. submitted two games. Well, actually, the same game twice. And I, I saw that Stu has submitted a game in the Ashes of Exodus uh, oh. world, which I will not be able to play in because it's at the same time as one of the games I'm running. So, are you are you doing something? I've been thinking of boycotting this one. <gasps> really? Well, because I hear that that NBA oh, All Stars game, and I'm just yeah. fed up with that hotel. Yeah, no, I had a hor- I yeah had a horrible experience last time. I'm just fed up with the yeah. the whole scene. I spent so much money this last time, and, and I more than I've, I've had, yep. but in the past, and yep. I'm like. I'm not sure I can really I, I'm it. going Which is not to say they don't like the con. I might just show yeah. up. I never I just, stay at the hotel. Though. Yeah, we, we've never actually Yeah, but the I can't. And there's a lot of hotels. So we drive next, back and forth. It's a long Uber yeah. to my way home. No, but across the street or next door. Yeah, I'm going to run I'm going to run two games. 
I'm gonna have to show Actual up then. Legitimate yeah. names, not ShadowCon. I'm sorry. ShadowCon is legit. Yeah, it is. Um, but I except that we can't find them because they're not on the schedule. No, I know. <laughs> I know. No, on the books. Yeah, no, I'm gonna run. I promised that I was gonna run Tears and Kisses. So uh, Tears and Kisses is a cyberpunk uh, rock and rolls fable. Um, so picture like Streets of Fire with your, uh, you know, your Gibson. It's yeah, Warriors no. with Gibsons. Oh, it's 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 like cyberpunk with punk, the punk in cyberpunk and feels. So it's you get to be cyberpunk like, plus gem. In the no, <laughs> don't put your mayonnaise in my peanut butter. Um, but I'm, like I'm glad you said gem no, about the Archie. Street, watch Streets of Fire. Yeah. Watch Streets of Fire. Right. Watch Streets of Fire. Yeah. Watch Streets of Fire, and then Walter Hill appeal. I don't appears. know what system I want to run. Um, and then uh, um, I would like to run Velvet Glove, which is um, still an ash can or a, um, a not completed uh, PBTA. But I might run Girl Gang something in a different system. Is it G R R R L? It it is kind of like if you've watched uh, the best uh, reference point I can give you is Switchblade Sisters. Okay, there's some total girl gang stuff like the Warriors is a good touch point to maybe orange and blue. It's not chick gangs. Yeah, Um, there's a couple. And there's a whole genre of films in the '70s called Pinky Violence. Yeah. Seriously, what? This is why I love it's you. It's Russ Meyer stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's. I totally named my character <laughs> after a Russ Meyer character and something else. I think her name was Joy Bang or something like that. Um, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's, actually, that's the yeah. quintessential Russ Meyer. So it is. So it's like, I've this is not. Which is, it's, it's, it's the China syndrome filtered through Russ Meyer. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I think even one of the first lines in the, in, the, um, in the book, they call it a diary. That's what it is. They're not calling it a Nash can because it's not done yet. But it's like, this is not your mama's 70s. This is like the gritty girl gang. I got a switchblade. Who did you take to get, you know, uh, whatever? The, remember yeah. the Hide a Roller Derby. Yeah, yeah, so uh, that's the other game I want to run. Nice. So, that, you have you have magical. all the right you have all the right. Well, and expectations I uh, I have talked to Stu about uh, doing some stream stuff with some of those games too. So we're working on that right now. So I won't say so too much. Recorded playtests kind of thing, or no, like like actually maybe Streaming adding some from no a- yeah. adding some some stuff. Oh, to the stream when it opens up a little bit. I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) No, there definitely needs to be that stuff. So, cool. So I'm excited. The the, the two games that I, well, again, I'm running the same game twice. Cool. uh, And and it's not Vampire. Oh, that's right. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's uh, going to be using Wild Talents. Oh, nice. Space. Uh, Nice. No, don't say. You go to Strategic. It's a secret. It's a tease. I don't remember. Yeah. No. We, I'm not planning on running anything. I'm actually not, not planning on attending. I might I yeah. might have to attend j- at least for the uh, pocket. I just didn't have a great yeah. time this last time around, and it was really expensive. And I'm just not. I like the con. I like the people that run the con. I'm uh-huh. just not very happy with the venue anymore. No, uh-huh. I uh, I don't know that we want to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to air details. my dirty laundry on. No, it, but, but me me either, Stark. Like I I had some serious issues, and I am used to having to call after the con to fix serious issues. And it was, it was like an episode of The Office or, or something. It was hilarious. Wow. It was 
to the point that I've we're, never had that. I've no, never it had was it that just bad. like uh, just it was bad. I've never had it that bad. It was I bad. just I just was not. Yeah, yeah. maybe just, you guys should get like an Airbnb really nearby so the or- Uber it, is cheaper. It's not, but shorter. it's not even just it's not even that. It's like when you go to the condo, you're it's still in the you still have to follow their rules. You still have to, yeah. So what you're saying is we have to actually really organize a Happy Jacks uh, no, convention. No, no, we need to support the, the convention because it's actually a great convention, and there's a lot of great things that go on. And for the people that that haven't gone six or seven years in a row and seen, you know, and have, they're still going to have a great time. And and I do encourage that. And I and I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. there's a lot of great things that happen at the con, and I do. No, there it is truly appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, absolutely. But perhaps Amazing we've been things. doing it so long. It's like it's like you've been going to Disneyland so long. You start to see the the holes in the costumes and the zippers in the back and you start to not be appreciated. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just... I need a break. You were just old and jaded. Just me? Do you need those dark kids to get off your lawn I, ma- I do. <laughs> I remember when this con was small I was able to... No. <laughs> I, just, I just... I think perhaps I might need a break. I don't know. I'm... Yeah. And it's not the con's fault. No, the con is awesome. And it yeah. is. And I love the con. Yeah. I love what it does. And I love the fact yeah. there's three of them in L.A. And I love the fact that it's growing yeah. in leaps and bounds. And but I, yeah, the Everything about it is so great. There are a lot of those. We d- need to stop. I don't want to. No, but like, know, doesn't matter get, where you live. Mail from all over the planet, all over the globe, all over this place, all over this world. Isn't that a song? Yeah. This universe. All around the world, yeah. cons yeah. are falling for me. Okay. But um, there's all sorts of cool cons. And they're That's even, cool, they're within driving distance of LA. There's an awesome con in New Mexico. They're you, you guys are huge Seattle. fans of Big Bad Con. Yes. You guys have been telling that. It is, it is my favorite is con. con? Uh, it is now in Walnut Creek. Uh, oh, Northern, okay. Northern California. Okay. It used to be uh, Oakland, Oaktown. Okay. Cool. Uh, no. It is... For Hands many, down. many reasons, yeah. Fantastic games, better, even better people, uh, and wow. they do really good things. Uh, they uh, usually kickstart the con, but um, you know, donate money to Doctors Without Borders, nice. food drives. They do a five k run That's and donate gr- money. Awesome. No, there's such a freaking amazing community built behind that con that. From yeah, people it's from just, the Bay Area, none of that surprises me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love conventions that have a charity they support. With yeah, the and, and I'm sorry, I took a picture and I don't think I posted it, but like community standards on on a huge, like, uh, I don't know what you call those little... No, it's like one of those uh, banners like, oh, okay. that yeah. you would print and put on a little temple We thing. should do a whole episode basically but, on cons and stuff. I don't mean to interrupt oh, you, no, but I, I, but I, I need to stop idea. this now because I, I so I'm going to start throwing stuff in and yeah, it's going to be a whole other tangent. Going and going. We but can. I, there's a lot of really cool cons around I, And I encourage cons. I think cons yeah. are a wonderful thing. and that's Maybe we can talk yeah. about this in another topic. We should totally do that. I think it's actually a really interesting point, which is, but I encourage them some cons are better than others. If you go to Gen Con, it's like going to yeah. Comic Con. It's huge, but there's yep. smaller Comic Con. Anyway, yeah. the yeah. point being, Origins, I, I, Metatopia, I, I and totally go play Northwest. Them. Right. Like, I could go on and on. Right. But yeah, so thank you for listening yeah. uh, to Happy Jacks, uh, Season 20, Episode 11. Yes. Uh, we will be back on Sunday night with Dead Rain. Um, oh yeah, you ring. want me to? I gotta do that. This is the degree of difficulty I have not. Um, uh, page two. Okay. No, first we gotta talk. We'll All right. Do it over the thingy. Right. right. Okay, guys. I've never done this. Ready? All right, here we go. Okay. Let me grab the things that I've not been wearing so I can actually hear them. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Oh, look, there it is. Um, but thank you for joining us. Join us again on Sunday night for Dead Rain, on Monday night for Tomorrow Legion. Tomorrow Legion, and then Wednesday And is then Wednesday night is... Uh, yep. yep, absolutely. My name is Gina. I'm Mary. I'm Kurt. I'm Stork. Good night, everybody. Thank you. We'll leave you with a song. We will leave you. It will be, be a sport of tricks song. Actually. Yeah. That guy. Good night, everyone.
When we fall out of bed with a sick and aching head, holding on tightly to the floor. There's only one cure of which we can be sure, and that is to drink up more and more. More, more. At the pub. At the pub. At the pub, my friends. I'll see you all at the pub. At the pub. At the end of the night, we'll all be all right when I see you all at the pub. At the pub. At the pub. At the pub. At the pub, my friends. I'll see you all at the pub. At the end of the night, it will all be alright when I see you all at the pub. At the pub.